<laughs> Brand new podcast, everybody. Might as well keep old ninny pants over there. Testing. Testing. Isla got the role she wanted, everybody. Yay. What yep. play is it? Uh, the Wizard of Oz. And who are you playing? The Wizard. And nice. you didn't want to play any of the girl parts? No. Why? They were too skirty and they wore skirts. And the last time I wore a dress, I had to wear a tank top. And someone doesn't like showing her shoulders. <laughs> Not even kind of. <laughs> Did you see me talk about period party on Conan? Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about that? I have stuff I should say about it, but I shouldn't say it. Why? Because. Good call. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> okay. You Wait, what do you want to What Did it embarrass you? No. Are you proud of it? It wasn't what I thought you would say. Oh, no. that's right. You thought I was going to be complimentary. Instead, I was making fun of you guys. She no, said, it was complimentary. It was what complimentary, you but about I, I made, I made jokes. He was bragging about you. I made jokes about it. I didn't like go like... I, it wasn't a point, point of empowerment. She said that to me. She goes, I didn't know you'd talk about it like that. Oh, interesting. Hmm. I love that you know your mind, Isla. <laughs> um, I apologize, everyone. There haven't been an open tabs up. And I haven't done a read from here. And the podcast has been late. And that's all my fault because mostly because my special is airing on Netflix. Woo-hoo! Secret time. Everything I worked for the past probably 18 months, it came to fruition and is now airing on Netflix. I know you know this. I know you've watched it, but do me a solid. I might I might really like, I love what Chris D'Elia, I t- did an interview with Chris D'Elia. It's coming out next week. He was talking about how people earn their, uh, they become, what do they call, become? Babies? Oh, elders in his thing and they get a pin and a certificate oh yeah yeah i think it's really cool but we have the challenge coins yes but but just just i'm already getting emails about it we're not ready yet to release them so please just hold your emails until we tell you how to get one please because i i love getting emails from people but i don't really have anything to tell you yet about and we just got them they're in our garage uh but they're pretty cool and they won't they're going to be for free i'm not going to charge for them um i want you guys to have them but uh we just got to figure out the process of getting them to you and 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 how that's going to work it's a little more complicated but challenge coins are in um share the word about my special secret time on netflix my tour dates uh, I think Madison's sold out next week. It is. I'm in Kansas City this week. I, it's probably sold out already. Oh, we added a show in Madison on Thursday. Uh, Thursday night, we added a late show because StubHub was charging 250 bucks per ticket. Yeah, crazy, right? And I was like, well, fuck that. I'll just add a show. I don't want anyone getting robbed to go see me do stand-up. I'll add a show. And then uh, San Jose the following week, those tickets are going fast. So go get them now. San Jose, Madison... And then Sober October starts. Can you believe it? Yeah. I, by the way, I think I might do Sober September into Sober October. Why don't you do Sober 2019? Okay. <laughs> Did you get that email from the fan? No. I forwarded it to you. A fan sent an email, or actually his wife emailed, saying that he started Sober October with you last year, and uh, it was life-changing, and he just changed his lifestyle entirely. And he's been sober since last October, and it's changed their life. Oh, that's fucking and awesome. And she's super grateful. Um, all for the better? All for the better, yep. Fantastic. Yeah. That's great to hear. Look at you, you old self-help guru. What do you think about that, Ali? Your dad's a self-help guru. Um. 
<laughs> Only in certain circles, right? I love yeah. how she gets so non-talkative on the mic. I know. Old mousy. Oh, my feet really smelt in the car. Oh, her feet were terrible. Everyone was like barfing. Did you wash them? No. So they still smell right yeah, here. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe it was the socks. <laughs> so we went for a hike. Lord help. We slid down a really, really steep hill and everyone got sand up their butts. And very dirty. They all got very dirty. I like so. how Alice starts working blue. Sand up their butts. Ooh, snap. Let's talk about teens, crop tops, and makeup. Oh, God, help me. <laughs> We're going through that, huh? Which of those do you have? Do you have crop tops? No. Do you have makeup? No. Are you a teen? No. Almost. Do though. you know any teens with crop tops? Yes. Who? Kylie. Do they? No, don't don't say any names. No need to Georgia. name names. Georgia has a crop top? Oh, yeah, yes. she has a cr- she crop does. top. She has like three. She has three crop tops. She has tops. like one that's a hoodie crop top, and then she has like a croppity crop top, and then she has like one of those cats sticking up the middle finger thing. My, my. I'm changing my lifestyle. My blood pressure was okay today. My dad was in the car with his uh, doctor, Dr. Hyatt, and uh, I read off my blood pressure, my blood pressure today, and I told it to him. He was like, that's not bad. And I was like, yeah, that's not bad. Good. Uh, and so I felt really empowered. But uh, I'm going to... you feel fancy? I feel good. I feel really good. I haven't been drinking lately, and I'm not going to drink tonight. I'm not going to drink Wednesday. And I'm going to go sparingly. Here's where I start going like, should I go like I go on the road and come home and go to the doctor on Monday? Or yeah. I just do what I normally... No. Just do what I normally do. Yeah. Do what I normally do. Yeah. Because you well, want the doctor to know what you're really like. Well, yeah, I know, but... I was trying to... Ch- I'm trying to change my life. I, what do I just party just to see a doctor? Yeah. This reed's already dragging. Do you it feel is, it? Yes. No. Just get on with it. People don't Can I hear. do one? Yeah. Isla, you want to read a, a read? Yeah. Uh, all right. You got to read the bullet points and I'll talk about them. Okay? What's the bullet point? Oh, those are. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, hold support- on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This podcast is brought to you by RX Bars. I first found RX Bars when I was... I was at like a juicery, one of the like healthy juiceries, and I saw it and it just had simple ingredients, egg whites, nuts, dot, 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 dot. And I thought there's no way that that's just the ingredients. And I said to the lady working behind the thing, I went, what else is in this? She goes, that's it. Flipped it over and it turns out that's it. They are healthy as shit. I did a podcast with Cynthia, Cynthia Sass, my nutritionist, and she said they're the number one bars you should you could eat. It's just ingredients. No bullshit filler. And they taste absolutely fantastic. And when I found out they were a sponsor, I flipped my shit. He did. I hit up my ad sales rep. I won't say her name, but shout out to her and him and them. And I was like, I fucking love these bars. I absolutely love these bars. Note to the listener, do not grab one, throw it in your pocket, spend the day with it in your pocket. Kind of melts on you a little bit. Because it is pure ingredients. They're really healthy. Keep them in. Pop one in after a workout. You got some protein. They're amazing. What What else about these bars, Isla? Um, Sponsored for no, no, Birdcast. Just, just don't, no, Isla, Isla, don't read that part. Oh. Read the yellow parts. Uh, Rixber. RX bar, Isla. Um, uh, corn, carn, car, core ingredients do all the talking. Yeah, they do all the talking. The core ingredients do all the talking. Oh, <laughs> it's simple. It's simply like eating three egg whites, two date. Dates? Dates. Yeah. What, what's a date? 
a date. Uh, it's like when you ask someone, you go, hey, what are you doing no. later tonight? No. It's like, I don't know, is a date it's like, it's a like nut? A, it's, no, it's not it's a, a nut. It's a, it's a fruit. It's like a dried... You don't know, do It's you? a fucking date. Go. <laughs> I'm going. And six mullables. Allables. Almonds, Isla. Almonds? I'm going to guess almonds. <laughs> mullables. By the way, it should be noted that my daughter is dyslexic and she is working very hard on reading and doing a great job. Yeah, she I is. read a book every day. Um, turns out <laughs> what, what she believes the book says versus what the book says <laughs> are two different things it's a very entertaining book mullables <laughs> keep going I okay turns out real food ingredients actually taste really good uh, dash you <laughs> they needed that dash Isla <laughs> you actually taste Conoco Fruit conicos, conicas. Uh, every hold on, coconuts, every, coconuts. Okay, let me see that. Let me see the copy real quick so we can get to okay, the time out, call time to out. action. You Good can job. really taste that. No, it's not coconuts. What is it? Cacao. Cacao. Oh, well, that's a hard word. Yeah. See? She was actually hitting it right. Cacao. 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 Real fruit spices. They're 14 different flavors. Diff- fucking Jesus. Oh, I wonder where she got it. I wonder where she got it from. They're 14 delicious flavors. The date flavors. doesn't fall, fall far from the tree. Gluten-free, soy-free, <laughs> no added sugar, no artificial flavors, breakfast on the go, throw them in your bag, do not put them in your pocket. Throw them in a backpack, take them for a hike. Do not. Egg white, do not put them in your pocket. I did the other day. It was like melted. Egg white protein stands out as a source of protein that's easy to absorb. I love them. I absolutely love them. Get $25 off your first order. Visit rxbar, rxbar.com slash BurtCast and enter promo code BurtCast at checkout. That's $25 off your first order. Get a box of these. I'll tell you which ones I have. Wait, God damn it. My vision's bad. Wait, let me read. I read it all, Isla. You no, can help me no. on the next one. You can help me on, uh, on yeah, yeah. The easiest one. The easiest one. Well, we just did the easiest one. Oh, dang Get 25% off your first order. Visit rxbar.com slash BurtCast and enter the promo code BurtCast at checkout. Thank you so much, RxBar. I'm going to grab one. I'm going to get my hair cut in a little bit. I'm going to grab one and eat it on the go. Uh, our podcast is also brought to you by Beachbody On Demand. My wife, Stan... Do you, does mom ever do be a 21 day fix, Isla? Yeah, all does, the time. Does, doesn't mom look fantastic? Yes. Whoa, good, good, good Jesus, call. that was a close fucking call. <laughs> um, Leanne did 21 day fix and it, it really changed the way, she, it really changed her lifestyle to be dead honest with you. It did. She gets up in the morning, she puts on her, her, she takes the girls to school, she puts on her yoga clothes or her workout clothes, and then bangs it out right in the head of the kitchen. 30 minutes, boom. Beachbody On Demand is the largest uh, platform of its kind, and all it is, is it's all your favorite workout places. T25. P90X. Uh, P90X. Uh, 21 Day Fix. Brazilian Butt Lift. Pio, hip hop abs, three white week yoga, insanity. It's got everything. It's over 700 workouts, all fitness levels, ranging from bodybuilding to weight training to cardio, hit to yoga, and even dance workouts. They even have nutritional help. Success doesn't happen just in the gym, it's what you got to put in your body. And they have dozens and dozens and dozens of easy to follow meal plans and hundreds of delicious recipes. You get to work out on your schedule. That's what Leanne likes about it, right on yes. your phone? On your phone? I'm watching to see where Georgia is. Okay. Um, It's access anywhere on your computer. I take it into the gym when I'm on the road. And literally, 
Right now, my listeners can try it for free, absolutely for free. What are you waiting for? Over a million people are on this platform right now. You, my listener, can get a free trial membership when you text BERT, BERT, to 303030. That's BERT to 303030. You get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutritional information, and support totally for free. Text BERT, B-E-R-T, to 303030, Beachbody in Demand. It makes your wife hot again. Totally. That's they said they wrote that in there. They did, right. Totally. This podcast is also brought to you by Shady Rays. Wait. Isla, yes, you will uh, be helping uh, to talk uh, about uh, this. Because oh God, that's a lot of bullet points. Someone took my Shady Rays. Stolen. Shady Rays is a fantastic sunglass uh, provider. You can go online. Isla's got the copying points. Isla, you want to hurry this one up? Um, where do I read? No, wait, Dad, I, I want to read I it. These people paid us good money. They're not going to want people to go, oh, fuck this ad. Shady Raids is an independent sunglass company, mm. and they have the strongest warranty among all... Su- Here, <laughs> read this part. <laughs> <laughs> they have the strongest warranty among all sunglass brands, including a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and every pair for free replacements and free replacements if lost or broken. If you drop them in a lake, an ocean, it doesn't matter. No matter what happens. No way. Yes. No. Ray's has your fucking back. Wait, they'll replace them if you drop them in the lake? Woman, listen to me. <sighs> so go out there. You get your life, your life. So you're irresponsible and you're a, a doofenshmirtz. Don't you, worry what you... happens to their sunglasses. They replace them. Wow. wow that's if, pretty amazing. Go ahead and lose your Ray-Bans. I probably shouldn't say, oh, they're, they're fine with that. Go ahead and lose your, lose your expensive tongue-in-cheek sunglasses and ask them for a replacement. See what's going to happen. You know what they're going to tell you? Tongue-in-cheek sarcasm. They're going to say pay for them. Pay for them, suckers. Here we go, Isla. Okay. Hang on. No, no, no. You read this. Oh, yeah. I get more. This part, okay? Okay. Shady Rays also donates 11 meals to fight hunger in America with every order they have and they've donated over 1.8 million meals wow. so far. Nice. Most pairs are around $45 and these things are quality. Isla, you have a pair, correct? Uh-huh. They are great. Do you like those sunglasses? Yeah. What I you- looked into the sun. They didn't they worked a lot. <laughs> so if you're like my daughter and you like to stare into the sun, <laughs> these sunglasses are the ones for you. They're polarized, right? Yeah, they I think they yeah, are. Yeah, they are. I really don't know how they do it. They're polarized. They're durable. They mine the Islas have kept up forever. She's only had it for a week. They have two cases. And plus, like any two hundred plus dollar pair of sunglasses that I've worn, these things are clear. And even with all that, they offer free replacements if you're like Leanne's dad and you drop them in a lake. So, people, go to shadyraids.com and check them out. Our listeners, right now, Isla, read all of this, each bullet point. Oh, you know, you know, you know. I know, I've been waiting for this moment. (laughs) Um, Talk into the microphone, please. um, Code can be accudended. Accusented? (laughs) Let dad do it. Wait, can I do the one line that I was given? Yeah, you can do the one fucking line. Code can be announced. (laughs) (laughs) Bless her heart. God, you are you are working hard in school, Isla. If you go to shadyraids.com, you can check them out. This is a buy one get one get buy one get one kind of offer. The code is for 50 you two are fucking killing me. The code is for 50% off of two or more items at the shade shop. 
This is the strongest deal you're going to get. The best deal they offer that Shady Rays offers. And this is exclusive to my listeners right now. This is how you get it. Isla, tell them how to get it. Use promo code BERTCAST. Uh, I said it again. BERTCAST. Yeah, promo code BERTCAST. Use the promo code BERTCAST. Go to ShadyRays.com and buy one, get one. Yeah. Code is for 50% off of two or more items at the Shade Shop. This is the best deal you're going to get. Isla, what code do they use? Burtcast, I think. Mm. Yes, Wait, that's right. Yeah, this yeah, is like a commercial. Yeah, yeah no yeah. joke. Oh. No shit. Oh. What did you think we were doing? Oh, I thought you were just telling everyone to get the stuff. Not like a commercial. Yeah, it's a yeah, commercial. Yeah, yeah, it's a commercial. It's a commercial. That's what, remember, they sent us sunglasses. You took the sunglasses. Georgia took the sunglasses. They stole them. Yeah. I didn't even get the sunglasses. You yeah. gave them to me, mother. I gave them for you to try them on. <laughs> then they never came back. All right, everybody. So we're going to get Georgia? Yeah, we're going to go, me and you are going to go get Georgia. Can we get Starbucks over there? No, we're not getting yeah, Starbucks. Yeah, but it's, Dad, but it's literally right around the corner. It's you can run in and get Starbucks. You can run in and get okay, Starbucks. Okay, can I get a water there? I look, no one wants to hear this shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is every day. Do you know how many times she asked me to get Minchie's on the way home from the hike? 15 at least. Finally, I had to say, if you ask me one more time, we're not getting it all week. And she went, okay. I peed on a penny. It was a serious XM. It was a penny in the toilet, and I peed on it. What are you talking about? Talk, talk pe- about a segue. I took it up. Bitch, shut up right now. Don't Google. call her. No, that. I'm not mom. It was uh, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I peed on a penny, and then I, I said, it's petty good luck. So I pulled it out. I washed it. Bitch, I told you to shut up. <laughs> bitch, shut up. <laughs> Woman. <laughs> you thought I was talking to mom and I washed it off and I brought it home and Georgia found it and she goes is this the penny you peed on <gasps> oh, she no. goes I watched your stories dad yeah there have been rats in our house too this week's podcast is absolutely fantastic it is a how long was it a three hour plus yeah. it's a three hour podcast um, I've known Matt for a long time he's really tight with Segura I've met him met him legitimately through Segura on his birthday that's where we all hung out for the first time, but I've known him forever. He is a fantastic comedian. I think I touched all the points I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk a little bit. We talk a little bit about Let's politics. About the rat. What's that? Let's talk about the rat. Isla, baby, we're doing the intro. No, he's doing the intro to the podcast he just oh, did. Oh, wait, he did a podcast. Oh, my yeah, God. He did. For I'm three sweating. hours. I'm sweating right with now. With a guy named Matt. Oh. And that, so he's talking about that now, so the listeners kind of know what's coming ahead. Okay. Makes sense. Then. And now this is kind of meta because the <laughs> listeners like, yeah, I knew what I was listening to, Liam. Well, what does that mean, meta? <laughs> <laughs> you mean it was better? <laughs> that was this. Ella, don't put now that it's better. <laughs> the meta is better because I am smutter. <laughs> hey, if you want to make any more cheddar, then let me get through this fucking read, okay? <laughs> Okay. Listen to that laugh mom has. <laughs> it's like up. someone hit a golf ball into a whale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. Um, I, I, all the topics I wanted to touch, we touch, we touch a little bit about uh, about um, we talk a little bit about about politics, but not very much. Uh, we get off of that. And we talk mostly about stand up, about what we like in stand up, about post stand up, what that new phase that's going around. We talk about the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, which Matt founded and has been running for I think over ten years. Uh, we talk about alt comedy. We talk about the road. We talk about acting. We talk about everything under the sun. 
He's a fantastic dude. He's a hilarious comedian. His special... Do you have the name of it? Finally Live in Portland is going to be streaming just about everywhere. Amazon, iTunes, Apple, you name it. It's a new new program that Brian Volkweiss came up with. It won't be on Netflix, but that's okay because mine is. So you can get mine, take your time, on Netflix. Like I'm just constantly promoting. Um, He's a fantastic guy. He's a really, really, honestly, a hilarious comedian. And if you get two seconds... Google his owl bit. It's that fucking good. Ladies and gentlemen, today's podcast, Matt Bronger. This is the I bet they don't celebrate Rosh Hashanah for like Matthew McConaughey. I bet he I calls. Mean, they gotta be people that they break it. They oh, have to. Fuck they yes. To. I got I had my Are my, you recording? No. Oh awesome. No, we'll keep we'll just start. Yeah. Okay, yeah. My my uh my wife's a, a manager. She's my ex manager actually. That's oh, how for real? we that's how we got together. Yeah. Really? Cross lines, you're not supposed to cross. Yeah. But she was just telling me about how someone was like uh, getting looked at by some big some big agent, and the agent she had was literally like, I will cut my honeymoon short. I will come home. And it's oh, just like, fuck. isn't that awful? Like what this business does to people? Like <laughs> It's so funny, that, but it's it dictates. I, you know, it's one of the things that I was like, they were t- I was they were talking about Louie. And I was like, mm. yeah, but like, it, I, and I, by the way, I'm not getting into the fucking public discourse of Louie because it just is a fucking downhill. That's fine by me. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> if you want to talk about We Can, I just, I like, yeah. personally, I just go like, it's so, it's, it. Like I, I just started not texting, tweeting when I was drunk. Like yeah. recently, I just like going. Sure. You get fired up about something, and you go, "Wait, hold on, maybe how do I feel about this tomorrow?" That's how Swartzen. That's why Swartzen wasn't on Twitter for like years. Really? And because uh, he yeah. was always drunk. No, yeah, because he told me he was like, he's like, because I drink, bro. Yeah. Like I drink a lot, man. Yeah. I shouldn't have this power. You yeah. know, because he's huge. He'd yeah. have like you know the moment he jumps on Twitter, he's got like hundred thousand, like it's nothing. Yeah. You know? So it's like, yeah, I mean that's smart. That's smart to like not. <laughs> not drink and and, and, tweet. and I also, I also am starting like. I sounded off about something on my pod, my solo podcast, and I did another podcast, and the guy was like, uh, was like, hey man, I heard your solo podcast, and you said this. Are those your feelings? And I went, oh no, I'm just talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that's the problem with the printed word. It's so severe. Yeah. Like, I know every angry email I've ever sent, and I regret every one of them, even if I was right. Because you look at them, and you're like, God. Like, it. that ruins someone's entire day if you just put out, oh, like, you know yeah, what I mean? You know, what, you know what's so interesting? I, I think you're, you're, I think you're like, three years, four years younger than me. How old are you? I'm 44. Yeah. Oh, you're a year younger than me. Okay. But, like, we were at the first... We were at ground zero yes, sir. of firing off angry emails. Yeah. No one ever got that power except we got it. Yeah. And we were young enough to not know what the fuck we were not doing. Oh and light motherfuckers up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because it's be only like, this should work well. Uh-huh. And you're and you're like <laughs> they'll understand. Yeah. They'll know the concept. Yeah. But it's like when you read that from somebody, you're like, this person uh I, I hate now. Like they made me this person just broke my heart, you know. Do you remember when Judd Apatow and uh Mark Brazil got into it? Oh yeah, over over uh, the Brazil was like the 70 show guy, yeah. Yeah, and they got leaked. Yes. That's That's <laughs> can I tell you I'm, a, I'm I'm definitely cognizant mm-hmm. of texts I send to people. Yes. Because uh because man, I 
you'll ever you know, text will someone will break into texts. Yeah. Well, someone and, will release texts. Absolutely, and it's all out in the ether. It yeah. all exists. It's all forever. And, you, and and despite your invasion of privacy, yeah, it completely doesn't matter. No, it will be like no, 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 no. no, no. I know. I you I've, said the I've M word. Everything. Every offensive thing I have. You know, in jest, yeah. written to someone in in a in a comedic context as someone else. Everyone's you know done that, which is like you know uh, uh, you know um, like like put it this way: there was a guy, the only guy in my life that I ever had to break up with is a friend. You oh, ever had to do that? Oh my god, I've had a few of these. Keep yeah, going. It's, it's brutal. It's it's yeah. the worst thing. It's harder than a relationship. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, you have to be like, hey man, we, not only do I not want to have sex with you, I don't want to speak to you. <laughs> I don't want to speak with you. Like I just you, don't. I just don't want to speak. Don't to call you. me your friend anymore. Yeah, because I found out. Call me your friend. I, I found out he was like he was just well he was like a big liar. He lied yeah. about everything for no reason. But he also was like he was. There were women I knew in my life who came forward i guess i'd say and say like hey you know what he's been saying to me all this time and he's really made me feel uncomfortable and i'm just like oh fuck screw this guy you know so it's like i can't be on that guy's team you know and anyway long story long he he claimed like his lies were insane and we knew him back from the chicago days yeah and he claimed to have at one point and he said it to a few different guys in private uh maybe while drinking that he found uh chris farley's body like he was the one that found it and yeah and see I, I would never write that guy out of my life i would just simply, <laughs> you would just keep uh, him around I, the, there hey man a, tell him get him all perbed up get him drunk and be like guys tell him the story i almost enjoy like i'm not i'm not someone um i don't ever call people on lies like it, sure sure like I oh i never would be like that's yeah, not true it's just too harsh we had a we had a guy in college uh i won't say his name i and i want to almost because i'm almost certain it wasn't his name yeah you know mm -hmm. uh yeah don't say his name but uh we met him freshman year, and uh, so like freshman year, we're all on the same floor, right? <laughs> I meet this guy, Miles Mosley, who I love to this day. Yeah. Miles Mosley was on the. There were. This is gonna. I hate that I have to defend the world the way it used to be. Okay. I hate that I say something and people go, "Are you serious?" Yeah. Uh, there was black floors and there were white floors. They didn't say they segregated floors back then. It's insane. I know. But yeah. But, but mostly, yeah. mostly because it was the football players okay. and then all the other regular kids. Mm -hmm. Like football players were all black and then it was all the white kids. What school was this? Florida State. Okay. Uh, by the way, the city was segregated, uh, meaning we had a white college and a black college. Wow. FAMU and Florida State. Mm -hmm. So, but there, there was a black yeah, floor. Yeah, un unofficially. Yeah. But it was. There was also, this is going to sound bizarre to everyone, and Miles Mosley will attest to this because he, because of his name, he got put not only on the blackboard but in the black english class no i mean I put it up put it over my prejudice when you said his name i was like oh you're uh, is a black friend yeah, yeah. that's so, a pretty black name he's a pretty black dude oddly enough <laughs> i swear to god i don't know if it was by i don't know if it was by nature or nurture I mean, sure but he definitely is a black dude like okay. miles mosley to this day is one of my favorite guys anyway he's on the black floor <laughs> He looks like Larry Bird, okay? Okay, perfect. But, but not as tall, just happens to look like Larry oh, Bird. Oh, no. Didn't even have the height to go with it? Oh, my God. Just the face. <laughs> the face and the body. And so he is sitting in his room. He had the he had the corner room right to the right. Yeah. He's sitting in his room. I, I press third floor is black dudes. Fourth floor is white dudes. Okay. I press the third on accident. I get out. And I realize I'm like, so all I see is black dudes. And then I see this one white guy sitting in his room, not talking to anyone. No one's talking to him at all. And he sees me as like a lifeline. He goes, want to see a magic trick? 
That's how, <laughs> that's how I meet Miles Mosley. That's a pretty friends to my day. That's definitely a white, a white uh, friend mating call. Yeah. So I tell him, I say, hey, man, apparently all the white guys are on the next floor. Do you want to come hang out with us? And he was like, yeah, sure. So we go upstairs. I meet my roommate. And my buddy Jeff Hartley uh, says, dude, I met a great guy. I mean, I was like, really? He's like, yeah, he's from Brazil, right? Okay. He uh, he was going to play soccer at Pepperdine, but he decided to go here. Dude, this guy's fucking amazing. You should hear the stories he tells. And immediately, Miles, Miles perks up like, this isn't real. No one. Oh, uh, okay. And then a white guy comes in. So it's And you're like, oh, this guy. And we were friends with him all summer. And he never had money. Yeah. Always borrowed clothes. Yeah. Ne- like just everything. And, and and let me guess, he was doing the same thing my guy was do- doing where he would just, he would lie to you because he always wanted to impress you. And you're like, dude, we're already friends. Yep. I don't, that's not why I have friends because I'm yep. impressed by them. Yeah, I would just I have friends because they're, because they're real and they're loyal. Interesting, hopefully good sense of humor. Yeah. But I'm never like, man, I, that's, that's my best friend because he has a Bentley or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? And would do stuff like one time there was this, I think this is how it went down. The cops came to the dorm. They thought we were drinking. We were drinking, but we hid it from them. And then the, and then everything was fine. And then the cops came back and they're like, you guys keyed our car. And we're like, oh, no, no, we didn't. And now this guy, this guy was gone out of the room when we were drinking. And now he's back in the room. Yeah. And we're like, no, we would never. First of all, we grew up pretty privileged i would say yeah but in in privilege i mean there was no no part of us whatever key a cop car no like we always had respect for the law sure in our privilege meaning like you'd never your parents would kill you if you keyed a cop oh car. my god yeah and then the cops leave and, and he's like dude i totally keyed their car and you're like why the why? fuck they brought us into the station uh, they brought us into the station uh, and like the next day they came back and got us out of class and brought us into the station uh, and he was like you need to lie for me and i was like oh that's not happening no yeah, dude, it, but but oh, but hey, the, the reason the, 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 the real quick, oh yeah the, yeah the, 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 the I'm the, sorry I the funny thing no 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 yeah, no but this so is these intersect it. these yeah. intersect uh, so now every year I have two friends that every time a major celebrity dies they write they text me that guy's name I won't say his name found Prince do I know the guy uh, no you okay. wouldn't know him but like his found Prince oh uh, he found Bowie like that's yeah. how I've found out people have died because my friend will text me that this guy found him you know like and it's <laughs> and it's like it's it's disturbing but it's always hilarious as if this guy's yeah. still calling people hey man i would love i don't know if you heard about prince but i found him wouldn't you, you didn't wouldn't it be find cool him to find out his friends now and just have like a have dinner with them i still have friends that are friends with him and he one big thing he would do is he would like pull scams and like uh like he he would date he dated a couple girls that he like stole their identities like he is he's a low down dude and then he had this they went they went out for like someone's birthday and he was there with his curtain girlfriend and they were talking about scams they were pulling together and everyone was kind of like well i guess he found the right girl gee you like what <laughs> i mean i guess you got to date what works for you huh? i'm just glad i don't know him anymore you know i almost like there were, you'd run into a lot of people like that in uh, comedy when you first started. Oh, absolutely. That's, I think that's almost like the honeypot for that personality yep. Yep. of guys coming in mm-hmm. and telling their big story. Yep. And and by the way, and it's and it's part of what got uh, one of our friends in trouble is it is really hard to get into comedy and it really is hard to like break through the fucking the the bubble yes and, and make and be someone someone's like oh my god do you know this guy's story yeah yeah I mean and, that's why people fake it until they make it. You know, there are people Dude, that that was by the way, that was a legit before the internet was around, that was a legit 
way to get into the business for sure that was like i'm not even saying like that was legit yeah. i had friends that were like no 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 figure it till you make it you get a nice car live in a shitty apartment you tell yes. everyone you're producing you oh, tell absolutely. everyone you're making stuff yeah yeah i mean it's like there 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 are huge chunks of the town still doing that like five guys in one apartment they all lease the same like bends and they all i mean can you imagine what a horrible life <laughs> My God, I, Kanane I, used to live in a building with with those guys. Five guys. They'd all sit on the stoop, just chain smoking cigarettes, staring at the same car. Really? And I was like, five. Nah, it's be easier with seven. Like we each get a, a day. Like I'm Tuesday. Yeah. Ray, five he's older. He gets Saturday. He gets Saturday night. So you know. I, I wish I. I have. I'm too cynical. To be fake it till you make it. Oh, I'm just too afraid of getting found out too. I don't like. I, I, that's I, I why I love that. Don't lie. You don't have to remember anything. Then. Well, that, that becomes problematic <laughs> when you tell so many truths. Then people ask you the thing, and you just go, "Man, I pray to God I lied because I can't believe I said that to somebody." <laughs> yeah, that's the other side of it. I did. I did. Uh, Big J's got a podcast, Sex, uh -huh. Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Right, right. And they ask you your first time you had sex, first time you did drugs, and the first time you went to a concert. Okay. And I was praying I had lied about my concert because I was embarrassed of it. And I was like, I got to tell the truth because I think I might have told the truth. Yeah. It was Whitney Houston and the Beach Boys. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and no, but they were like, but yeah, I, I have a problem. Um, I have a problem with oversharing, I think. Oh, for sure. You know, that's yeah. I think, like where I wish I, I wish I could just, I wish I could just punch it up a tad bit and tell the. Oh, well, dude, I mean, I, I, you know, you. You you know you play the store too yeah yeah obviously and and I mean if you go to some of those rooms where it's just like a kid threw together his friends or whatever and it's that thing of uh, uh, the 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 current trend which is be as personal as possible which is awesome mm -hmm. like you're special if yeah. I may fantastic because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's real and Thank it's very you. personal it's very yeah. true to your life and that's the kind of shit I, everyone should be doing but people that had only been doing comedy a couple months all of a sudden trying to, a kid got up there and was like hey I was molested. And it's like, where's the joke, man? You know, it's, and then he would go book me. And it's like, oh my God. Like, cause it's just this thing. It just, they just want fame and they want it all right away. And it's, it's like, they see the algorithm is working that, uh, that the trend is comedy in comedy is post comedy. Yes. And there's no jokes. And that, and I think every single one of us that does it for a living goes, no, 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 jokes no. are super important. You have, I mean, it's, it's everyone, everyone looked at, uh, like Tig and Louie and, uh, uh, you know, bu a bunch of other people and we're like, oh, they just talk about whatever's on, the, whatever's on their mind. Like, no, they don't. No, no, yeah. They do sometimes, but there's, you know, it's like building a house. You get these four posts that are amazing stories or jokes. In the middle, yeah. you can fill in all kinds of shit. And if you think of a new window right there, you build a new window. Yeah. I just did it right now. I just shared that. I just thought of it right now. But the amount of comics I saw who were just starting out and just started talking about their day and in three minutes in, everyone, they're stinking up the room. And it's just like, oh, no, man, you can't. <laughs> it's, you know, you know the, the one thing I'll say and then to like, the one time I heard of like what I guess was post comedy, meaning so if for those of you that don't know, there's a new trend. There's an article written called it's called post comedy. It's where the jokes aren't important; they're second. Well, and and that's I feel like that's that is like some writer's idea of creating a thing which isn't a thing. Yeah, it's like because, grunge. It's like grunge. Yeah, it's it, oh right, and it's yes, exactly, which is like garage. Yeah, yeah, grunge. Grunge was like grunge wasn't really a thing, mm -hmm. and they weren't like a group of guys that hung out. Pearl Jam didn't really know Nirvana. No, the, and and Soundgarden knew Pearl Jam, but like they all just a little bit, right? And, and then they rock then, bands that like really just didn't wear makeup. Yeah, that, that's all it was. <laughs> just rock bands that didn't wear makeup and fluff their hair. That's that was it. it. That's it. Because they were in Seattle and it rained all the time. Yeah, and if they put hairspray in, it would wash. 
wash out. Exactly. And they're yeah. like poor. Yeah. You know? The humidity level is way too high in <laughs> way Seattle. Too, way too high for all <laughs> that hairspray. Level. Yeah. We're like, uh, uh, I mean, it's like, you know, the big, the big uh, tent pole for that thinking is, is Nanette, yeah. which is funny. There's jokes throughout. Like, she's a pro. Bro, I gotta, I, the, I, I have to say this. Every time people bring up Nanette, my one joke that I, she said, she, like, okay, say she didn't write jokes if you want, but sure. there's one joke she wrote in there that I still to this day, I giggle at maybe once a day. Which one? Is uh, when I was growing up, I knew more facts about unicorns than I did about lesbians. <laughs> There's no facts about unicorns because <laughs> uh, I was like I was like oh wow that would be and then I was like oh yeah unicorns aren't they don't exist yeah, yeah exactly so like yeah but 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 yes what she did was personal it was uh, whatever well and, and my takeaway was that it was it was it was um it was what what we were supposed to be doing is kind of eviscerating everything we're yeah. kind of supposed to be tearing shit apart and then kind of looking at it and seeing how it works mm -hmm. she did that with the lgbtq movement she did that with uh with with stand-up comedy itself with herself when put her she shredded herself talking about how i've shredded myself for laughs all my life and it's hurt me you know and it's not something something we're necessarily supposed to say kind of thing so that's what i took away from it she, well, i didn't yeah, take away was, from it of of like oh she literally got sad on stage great i mean no. sure she said i'm tired of writing the and i'm not i'm not like i'm gonna use like, I'm, I'm, i can't use i don't want to use i know exact jokes that she's talking about mm. but but like uh i'm tired of doing the joke which is look at what i'm wearing clearly i'm a lesbian right like as opposed to right. like hey look at him fuck you what i'm wearing this uh -huh. is what i'm comfortable in yeah and this is why i'm comfortable in it totally it's, and and i think that that a lot of lesbians and a lot of gay guys would go up and and make jokes about themselves to make the audience comfortable with them right. and she was saying i will no longer do that and i think that's beyond played out too that whole yeah. thing of like you know i mean it's a stereotype i know what you're thinking so and so and so and so had a baby it's and like i won't make i won't point exact examples but like the other point of like is like ralphie may we used to go look at this stupid ass jacket i'm wearing and all of us would sit in the back and go bitch you put it on <laughs> like you put that on <laughs> yes look at it ah, i know what you're thinking look at this jacket i look like a fucking blah, blah, blah. You're like, yeah. ralphie you fucking picked it yes yes and so and so i think I thought what she was saying, and part of me applauded it. Part of me understands that that does cut the the feet out from a lot of gay LGBTQ acts. Sure, where they go, where they they are just making a living, and they are mm -hmm. making fun of themselves for being gay. Look, I'm making fun of myself for being fat, for yeah. drinking too much. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not pointing i'm not i'm not agreeing with one side or the other sure but i like what she's doing well and she didn't say we have to put a stop to this yeah she's only talking about herself yeah you know like the best journalists going yeah comedy's and, dead because it's like comedy is almost impossible to write about it is i'm sorry yeah but like i mean when you have someone who is uh re who usually reviews plays and then this person now reviews stand-up it's just like dude, what I don't understand. It's like you're the you, you judge the the blue ribbon pig at the at the at the fair, and now you're going to look at robots in a factory or whatever. Like it's just yeah. it, these are beyond different than apples and oranges. Yeah. These aren't even really the same fruit. Uh, or aren't even one's a vegetable. You know what I mean? Uh, and and uh, like the look the best the best lesson I ever got in comedy was like five seconds in Chicago where I'm at the back of the room. Uh, with a buddy of mine and this guy's on stage and he was kind of a hack dude and he was talking about flavors of Gatorade and he was just like yes there's a flavor right now called fierce lime what's so fierce about a lime and the guy next to me goes yeah that makes you furious huh and I was like 
That's it. It's like you. It, it doesn't matter what your truth is, but it's got to be some kind of truth gotta for be you. A truth. You know, you just like you don't get mad at Gatorade flavors, man. <laughs> it's, it's like you know. So like there should be there should be that would be a really brilliant book lessons I learned in comedy mm-hmm. and just go to all of us and go yeah. like this last hour I learned more lessons in comedy getting ready for this hour yeah. I got obsessive about it sure because it was Netflix and I was like I was mm-hmm. like oh okay I can do stand up 150 times before I do this yeah and I was like I'm gonna do it 150 I'm gonna do it a like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna and I kept I was started whittling down how many hours I've been doing stand up versus yeah, how many hours I like I started getting into the math I can get into the math it's funny I've never uh, balanced a checkbook I think I would have liked right. that yeah <laughs> yeah same I've never balanced a checkbook same. in my life and I don't think you do that anymore not really yeah I mean it doesn't you know you we have basically computer programs that you can do it for you my wife you to, my wife made a comment about me saying um i haven't been not to by the way i'm not to like overshare once again please but i haven't been drinking a lot lately okay yeah um i just haven't been for a lot of reasons i think number one i started looking at people aging yeah just aging and going yeah well like i started seeing old man legs i was talking to ronnie Mm -hmm. b about this Mm -hmm. i saw old man legs and i went yeah, I went. I don't want old man legs. I want yeah. good man legs. Mm-hmm. Like like Rogan looks like he has footballs in his calves. Yeah. And I was like, I want I want good legs. Yeah. And it, I think drinking makes me not inactive, and inactivity brings all it slows legs. it slows your development down. Like yeah. I mean, I just did. A buddy of mine does a podcast called All Fantasy Everything, where you uh, Ian Carmel. You, yes, you know Ian. Yeah, of course. course. And we did we drafted hangover remedies, and my number one was exercise. And I'm a I'm a binge drinker, no yeah, question. Oh about yeah, it. me too. Yes, I like to go, I yeah. like to go and go and go. But like in years, you know, as years gone by, like now that I'm married and all this stuff, I've definitely slowed it up. And one thing, like this weekend, my wife and I went to a Zumba class on Saturday. We go to Zumba classes sometimes where you just yeah. fucking dance and just sweat it all out. Yeah. And the next day went to went to like Soul Cycle, went to a spin class, and so oh. like. And it's like, usually it's like, I don't, I don't work on the weekends. Screw that. Yeah. I wake up when I want to wake up, you know, have a patch em up beer as yeah. like uh, Mike Burns would say and go about my day. <laughs> patch them up. Patch them ups. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. It's, yeah. it's, it's about like scaling it back and kind of saving it, you know what yeah. I mean? Saving it for, for when it's, for when, for when it counts. Yes. And I, and I said to my wife yesterday, I was sitting and I think I had drank. Where was I? Was I somewhere this weekend? I was in New York, and I had partied in New York, mm-hmm. and I hadn't been. But I hadn't been partying for a while. And New York, let's let's be honest, New York goes harder than anyone, than anyone, you know. Like Chicago, I, I thought had the belt. Nope, no, because New York just doesn't close. Chicago goes till four a.m. New York just doesn't close. I drank all day with Ari. I want to say. All day into the night with Ari, I, like it was just one, and I was smoking weed like crazy. But I and but the point is, like I hadn't for the past couple months. Yeah, I've been really tailoring it back, and then I went hard, and I was like, well, I'm back on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the week, a couple weeks off again. Sure. But then yesterday, I, I I was forced to think of like, what is the thing, what is the thing inside me that wants to drink? Because I sometimes yeah. like I go, I go, ooh beautiful sunset let's make a cocktail of a cigar and get in the pool yeah sure and, th- and, th- and then and that leads into my night and last night i was like last night was beautiful it was perfect yeah it was so, so perfect and i said to, i'm sitting with my wife and i just am almost angry yeah what's the matter and i said i need a treat i, yeah. I deserve a treat like mm-hmm. she was like she was like let me tell you the problem with you you've never done anything in life 
as you, you committed your life to just writing jokes. So your whole life, you don't, you've never had a job. You don't have to worry about money. Wow, you have yeah. a business manager. You have everything set oh, up. God, so I, all you do is think about jokes. You could be talking about me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've had jobs, but yeah. yeah and she's like, she's like, you know, normal people mm-hmm. say, now's when I'll just go balance my checkbook. Yeah. Or now's when I'll go and take a look at what, you know, maybe I'll, I'll maybe I should invest in some property. You're just, all you're thinking about is jokes. And so she goes, maybe, I don't know maybe you need to grow up a little bit. And I yeah. was like, oh, that's not going to happen. Right. And then I was like, I'll just fucking white knuckle this one out. <laughs> yeah, wait. Wait, I, and then I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go work out. And I got on the treadmill. Wow. I was like, fuck it. I was yeah. like, you're not going to tell me not to grow up. Mm-hmm. I'm getting on the treadmill. Yeah. I mean, it, but, but that's, that's, that's a good instinct because so many times when I get that same, uh, uh, what did like uh, Burr called it? Like, like the monster or something like that. That's yeah. in you. That's like, yeah, it's getting all itchy and it wants to go party and it wants to go to whatever. Yeah. It's like, you kind of, you kind of, uh, pick another thing and see if it passes and see if it gets a little better, you know? And it can be the difference between having five beers or having 15 a lot of times, you know? Oh, oh, it's so funny. Like you do a thing first. Yeah. You know? I, I, uh, I Sunday night, I was not going to drink Sunday night, but then all of a sudden like eight couples came over with all their kids. Oh yeah. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'm not going to not drink now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I took, uh, they have the smaller bottles of Tito's. Uh-huh, like, sure, sure. Like the, they have the this one, this one, and then they have this one. Not the little ones, but this one. Right, yeah. And so I said, I just won't drink more than that. Okay. And I drank half of it, but I smoked weed with it. And then I was like, oh, okay, that, uh, then maybe that'll be my new thing. There you go. Uh, yeah. But I, but yeah, and I have a cardiologist appointment coming up next Monday, so I'm nervous about that. Sure. Do you have a cardiologist? Yeah. I don't. I have Dude, a, get I have one a good of doctor, those. but yeah, I, I need to get one. But get, she's kind of like... You have good blood pressure and stuff? Yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Then you're fine. I wouldn't worry. Yeah. I mean, I do have, I do have, there is a history of heart disease in parts of my family. So it's like, I'm, I'm on it. I'm yeah. very careful to get my cholesterol is a big one to get that checked and stuff. Yeah. But I find, I found that like regular exercise, like a couple times a week, like keeps it way down, you know? Yeah. And it also make, it kind of shrinks your insides a little bit, like your, your stomachs. You don't, I used to just be like, oh, if I'm home, I'm eating, just snacking, yeah. munching on something. And it's like, I don't really do that anymore. I mean, there's still those moments, but you know, it just kind of, it, it, it like offsets your metabolism. Like the, the, the thing I've been describing it as uh, is like, a, I met this guy who was like him and his non-serious girlfriend are having a kid. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm terrified, but you know, she's awesome. And we're seeing where it goes and stuff. And I'm just like, it's probably taking your mind off other crap too. Right. And he's like, oh yeah. And it's, uh, to me, it's like, it's like Kung Fu. Anyone I know who's gotten into martial arts, it just changes everything else in their life. And they have like a laser focus on what counts and what does not. Yeah. Or in terms of us, you know, heavy drinkers, people that give each other like next day headaches sometimes. You ever pinch that nerve in your hand so that your your brain thinks of the pain in your hand yeah. and it stops thinking of your headache and yeah. the headache starts going away? It's like pinching that nerve. Yeah. So like, you know, you having these 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 moments where you kind of pinch that nerve, it kind of just go, it gives you perspective where you're like, oh, you know what? I don't need to uh, shotgun a bottle of Tito's and fall in the pool right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it feels so good when you do. Oh, for, Wait, yeah. Did you, were you, you weren't born in Portland, were you? Uh, no, Chicago. But my parents moved when I was two. Born in Chicago, start lived in Portland, started in Chicago. Started in Chicago, went to school in New York, and was an actor. And wait, then, what was Portland like when you were growing up? Uh, just kind of uh, strange and weird. And was dismal. it is was it like it is today? No, no. Now it's now it's like this this 
destination kind of i don't know you know what chicken or egg uh, brooklyn or portland hipster was but it was like it was it's kind of like that everywhere now sweet what were the there had to be hints of that growing up right i mean it was always like an incredibly progressive incredibly like artsy fartsy place with a bunch of like uh weirdos like chuck palanook who wrote fight club wrote a book he's gay yes can i tell you like i mean i guess they i feel like they hid that from us because hmm. I, I was obsessed with Fight Club. Well, he did in the book say, do we really need women? <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember, I remember that was kind of my, when I read the book, I was like, hey, uh, yeah, man, what? You know? Part of me, part of that, when my wife dumped me, my wife dumped me when we were dating for like four months. Okay. And I watched Fight Club on repeat in my closet. So good. And I put my mattress in the closet, my my uh, television in the closet. Oh, my God. I had a walk-in closet. I put everything you were, in You were closet. Operation Chaos. I was like, dude, it's, it's cave time. Here we go. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna heal these wounds. A yeah. bear gets hurt, it goes to the cave and goes. That's right. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I found out he was gay listening to Rogan's podcast, and yeah. I was like, Oh my god, my hero's gay. There's like him and David Sedaris. Do you know? Define me. Yeah, oh wow. The two guys, my two heroes, are gay. But there was really no question with Sedaris. You were. I remember reading. You didn't actually think he was straight, did you? I remember reading, uh, naked uh-huh. and getting a quarter of the a third three quarters of the way in yeah and i'm like dude i love this guy i want to be this guy yeah and him saying that he sucked a trucker's dick or something sure and i was like hold on hey wait a minute oh, wait. oh yeah i was like wait i must have misread that <laughs> yeah you're, you're like I, why couldn't they start with holding hands yeah. or something like, wait, ease on. me into it i'm like okay hold That's on wait. so funny and i go back and forth and i was like okay yeah i guess i'm really cool with homosexuality it's like yeah. when, when we were in college you found out perry farrell let dude suck his dick and you were mm-hmm. like okay i've yeah. got to process this because i'm not going to stop liking perry farrell Ugh, apparently what? you're just making me progressive one of my favorite things was like straight friend because i grew i grew up knowing gay couples when i was yeah. a kid you know it was, it was like it was like i, I I knew, a, I knew none. I get it. I not knew. I didn't no, know no, one. You didn't have to tell me. I can my tell. Entire life. Yeah, yeah. But it was. It was. You know. At the same time, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm heterosexual. So growing up, it's like. It's like I wasn't the chillest dude. You yeah. know. I definitely said the word faggot when yeah. I was a kid. You know. It's like I'm. I'm not proud of that at all. Yeah. Shamed, in fact. But it's like. At the same time, I grew up around not only gay people, but gay families, you know, like there's yeah. Roger and Andy, uh, these this gay couple I grew up with. They live next door. You know, Portland has more strip clubs than any other uh, capita more per capita than any other I city. I miss some of those strip clubs. They're great. And it's men and women go. Hawthorne. It's a blast. Hawthorne. Uh, Hawthorne, Hawthorne strip is great. That was I was right next to Port. Uh, Right down the street from uh, Helium. I love that club. That's a good solid just drop in one. Sassy's, I think, is the best. Uh, Really? But anyway, they lived next door to this woman who was like one of the biggest strippers in town, most popular, and she had a great big house and and roger and Andy, i'm in high school and yeah. they're like they're like yes yeah, she's sunbathes in the nude it's too bad no one's there to appreciate it. i'm like can i come over roger roger please <laughs> uh but it's uh uh like like chuck palahniuk the, i've 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 heard twice women in bars going oh my god that's chuck palahniuk i'm gonna fuck him twice i've heard yeah. a woman like i'm just like surprise surprise you know, because he's like a handsome, older, muscular man. Yeah. And so like chicks like him, but it's just like you didn't he's know. Badass. That Rep Rogan podcast was fucking amazing. Oh, I still haven't heard that one. Oh, it's fucking how, amazing. how long ago was it? Uh, three weeks ago, two weeks. Ago. Re- okay, then dude, no. it's so good. Yeah. Um, and you're just the whole time you're like, you're like, God damn it, this guy's got it dialed in. Yeah. He's he's just a when it comes to art, when it comes to oh, art, yeah. he really loves to find the edge push like yeah. I, I it was a fascinating podcast I, I his his thing was he's got the kind of a laser focus and discipline in it he he just put it on writing the perfect sentence and so he just writes these incredible books yeah like i i'm a huge fan of a lot of his uh stuff uh, 
I got to tell you this too. I read the book, uh, the author, the, the guy who produced Fight Club mm-hmm. was a big Hollywood producer, but like kind of like a, like a, just a, a regular dude, you yeah. know, didn't go with the Hollywood crap and like really loved that book and brought it to Edward Norton and brought it to Brad Pitt. And they were like, this is amazing. Let's make it. And both guys, their reps were like, do not make this movie. Yeah. It will kill your careers. And he did it. They shot it. They did the whole thing because Brad Pitt could do anything he wanted back then. Probably still can but they they shot the whole movie and when they do a screening for all the execs like on the ne- uh, on the studio level right yeah. the highest level no matter what the movie is they all walk out and they're like even if they hated it they're not allowed to say that you know what i mean cuz no one wants to be the first one to be like wrong so they're all just like all right well that's something with fight club they ran up to him they're like you killed brad you killed him you killed our Brad Pitt. Like they were screaming. Oh my God. As if he had Brad like shooting kids or something insane. Like like something. Really? Yeah, they hated it so much. Oh, and I think it's such crazy. a good movie. Oh, it's amazing. And one reason it's so good is because it was so disruptive back then. You Dude, know? he just was, he was a, that that movie, He you know he created the term snowflakes? Oh wait, Palinuic did? Yep. No, he hilarious. Took, he created the term snowflake and something else like he he i i because he said that you know uh when you when you do something like this you 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 write a term and you don't realize you're creating it and i you know in that thing he was like everyone thinks they're a fucking snowflake yeah you know and 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 like the hard right wingers use it wrong they think it means you melt it's like no it means you think you're special and more different than anyone else yeah yeah and so, and then, and then another term, but it was funny how almost like fight clubs then, it's like MMA came up during that time. Yeah. And now you have this like alpha male oh God. who like is defined by flight, fight club. Well, and, and sadly like the wrong kind, like the proud boys, which are basically like, Dude. like Uber betas that just basically like, you know, they want to bring back the era where men ran everything and everything. And it's just like, no, you have to give everyone their rights and, and you're not, your rights are not being infringed upon straight, yeah. straight white dude. I'm sorry. You know, yeah, not you, you, but no, like no. them, them. And, but, but yeah, but it, I, I think it's more to the point. Anytime you introduce something that's that powerful, it's going to have good and bad consequences with that level of art. It just is. Yeah. You I know, so. it's got nothing to do with Chuck or, yeah. or, you know, have you ever met him? I uh, never. No, I always wanted cool to have your podcast. Oh my God. I would love it. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, so wait, when you were growing up in Portland, was it, it just like, like, was like here, I'd imagined when I was, when I was in college, I wanted to live in two places, Portland and Seattle. Mm. I just wanted to live there because I thought, I, I thought it, everything was green. I thought there was yeah. all, all, the ground was always soft and like, yeah. and I, I thought that like, Oh, there was always clouds coming in and you sure. were always up on a hill <laughs> and you could go hiking and jump off waterfalls. Well, where where I grew up in Northeast Portland was not very pretty or nice. My parents were kind of, yeah, were school teachers and didn't make much money. But I remember like there were, there were like hookers and pimps and like they were selling heroin out of the bars. Like four of the really? five bars on Alberta got busted for selling heroin. Uh, it's where I learned the term heroin back when I was probably four or five but like uh the rest of the city you know there's really nice places and, and okay places but it always was seen as kind of like a, a 
a poor man's Seattle back then. Really? Seattle was kind of like the big deal where all the money was and then in, in for the people in the Northwest and stuff. But it was kind of just like this kind of a nowhere town. And that book that Chuck wrote, I think it's called like Rejects and Refugees or something like that. It's about it's like people that don't fit anywhere else just ended up there. Uh, and like it, it just that's that's why the the amount of strip clubs, that's where the amount of weird art. There was always weird art. A lot of it I hated. Um, but there was like there was like the, this electronic 24 hour uh, uh 24-hour Church of Elvis that was downtown that's behind a glass wall that was all... It looked like something out of a Talking Heads video. Yeah. A lot of my childhood looked like a Talking Heads video in terms of the art. And like, there'd be like a, a, a revolving like plastic Elvis head and a computer screen and the little and the little keyboard comes out. And it was like a Commodore 64. And you could walk up to it on the street as long as you put a quarter in and it would marry you. Be like, do you take? And you'd press Y. Do you take Y? And like, you know, or, yeah. or you know, it would... It would to tell your fortune or whatever but like that was a big thing i remember like you had your girlfriend in high school like should we go to like, church elvis get married <laughs> and it's just this random art exhibit kind of making fun of institutions and all this stuff like that so that's that always bring it up as an example of art and it was like an idyllic place to live but um when i was in high school you had uh the which was uh the 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 80s into the early 90s you had basically like Two, two things happened. Gangs moved up from Los Angeles because the the crackdown on on drugs was so insane yeah. that they started, you know, they branched out and started looking for disenfranchised uh, youth that didn't have strong parental figures. And then you had this guy named Metzger who had a white supremacist compound out in the in the woods. Now, <laughs> if so you unfortunate for Kurt. Oh yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> Every time I say that, they people think Google it's him. It's not just Kurt. Can't catch a break. <laughs> no. Not that Kurt. But. By the way, by the way, I have to say this now. But Kurt, you're my friend. I'm making a joke about you because I love you. Because hmm. you can't make friend, jokes about friends anymore because everyone fucking loses their goddamn mind. Right. I love you, Kurt. I love you. You know I love you. Yeah. Don't 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 fucking uh, uh, at snitch on anybody. Yeah. Uh, you know when people do that, he's talking about you. No, Fuck. he's not. Yep. That's um, what they do. But they so, so those those guys would would go in for like the the white young men and women. And if you've seen like American History X, that camp yeah. that they'd all hang out in the barn, that yeah. was based on that. I knew people that went to that barn, that went really? to those things. Yeah, and 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 that joined Bloods and Crips. And so we had this little just live and let live town, and all of a sudden just random violence would happen at punk shows and hip hop shows because look, the most dangerous people are not the gangbangers are not the, the like necessarily the Aryan nation guys. It's the ones who want to prove to those guys that they're tough. It's the, it's the, it's the wannabes It's the people that just joined as the prospects. Yeah. And so you had, you know, guys in, in gym class, throwing up signs you had people on the on my football team that like would tackle each other during scrimmage and like what are you doing we're on the same team and he ain't on my team motherfucker you know like and then you had uh uh you had skinheads roaming the streets you had this group called scars which were skinheads committed against racism which is basically black and white skinheads but they still want to use what i call the star wars method of of solving problems which is to destroy where you think the Jeez. other side is the death star so you have to blow it up all they wanted to do was kick ass and when you're like a teenage boy that's kind of all you want to do a lot of times but they wanted it you know it we we forget that when you see someone it's like it's like when when you know those guys were like oh this person's not on my team i'm gonna kill him you can put that for anything you can put it where i could designate you you're a sexist i'm gonna kick your ass to make myself feel better yeah you're a racist i'm gonna kick your ass you know it's like it's like that doesn't solve sexism that doesn't solve racism no that just means you hurt a human being and 
you don't understand that definition when you're in in high school and stuff like that so it wasn't like portland was a war zone but it added a level of of anxiety and tension that i had never known my whole life that was really, really strange oh that would have fucked me up it was really strange. Uh, that would have done one one or two things for me it would have fucked me up or it would have uh polarized me and put me in one of those groups yeah and, and i mean i stayed above the fray because most most of us you know i feel like most teenagers are smarter than we give them any kind of credit for yeah uh because the stereotype is they're dumb they're not dumb they just don't have any experience but like i remember being you know most teenagers you talk to they're pretty chill and like they're the, they're the ones who are just like no this whole thing's bullshit the emperor has yeah. no clothes so like most people i knew were like yeah that's dumb but then i knew some come people who you know if if you feel disenfranchised enough that what's what makes you join that thing so you were guys that I knew growing up that all of a sudden were like, we got to stand up for the white race, man. And I'm like, no, we don't, dude. No, we don't. Yeah. And and it was the, the the biggest thing people don't think about in terms of gangs and those groups is it's family, it's community. And all it means is you have someone who watches your back and that's all anyone wants. And if you don't grow up in a family where you don't feel enough of that, you'll turn to that shit, you know? Yeah. I feel like half those guys, you get them in a room alone and just talk to them. Like my dad was a vice principal and a disciplinarian. And I knew guys who were in and out of prison, grow, who were like my age now, who when I see him will be like, hey man, say hi to your dad. He was always good to me, man. Because really? my dad would pull him, pull him aside and be like, you know, Trevor, what the, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing with these guys? You need better grades than this? Where they make yeah. you feel better about yourself? And you're better than that, you know? Because a lot of teachers, you can't really blame them, they just write people off. Oh, because you're yeah. like you get it's exhausting. Oh, teachers are regular people too. Yeah, because <laughs> my mom was a teacher. Oh, right. And so, so like I always go like Georgia, my youngest, my oldest in fifth grade was like my teacher doesn't like me, and my wife's like that's impossible. I go no, maybe it's possible. Sure. And then I went into her class. I I was I helped. Uh, you could set up lunches. Okay. Uh, in the mornings. Yeah. And I listened to the way she interacted with uh, this black kid, and I was like. I think she might be racist. Wow, the way she's talking to him is different than the way she's talking to the white kid. Mm. And then, and then it was, and then it wasn't racist. It was just they were kids with like a little bit of a learning disability that were frustrating to her. Oh yeah. So then I looked at her and I was like, oh, let me look at her as a comic, right? Like, like, like you know, yeah, when you size yeah. someone up in the audience. Sure. Yeah. And you're like, bro, you're wearing a sleeveless shirt. I can't take you serious. Mm -hmm. Like, and you're like, you're. And I was like, oh, Georgia, she's wearing three different colors of black. Like she's wearing three different tones uh, of black. She got dressed, assuming she was dressed in all black, but her pants are a different color black than her shoes, than her shirt. Yeah. That's a crazy person. Yeah. Like a crazy person dresses in three different shades of black. Well, and it's a person that doesn't like themselves because to my mind, not to be Sherlock Holmes yeah. stand-up style, but it's like uh, this person does not have a lot of lights on in her house when she's getting dressed because she doesn't want to look at herself in the mirror. Doesn't look at herself in the mirror. Yeah. Not attractive. Uh, hair not done. And then I said, let's go take a look at what car she drives. Like, mm -hmm. these are all things you can use to figure out. Whereas if, if you were to do in stand-up, you'd be like, let me guess your car. Yep, exactly. <laughs> let me guess. A 91 Toyota Tercel? You got it. Like, and it just... Is it, it white and dirty? <laughs> yeah. Covered in dust. It was black. Black and covered in, covered dust, in dust. To the point Same where you're difference. like, you're like, oh, it's the windshield wipers are the only thing she oh, can see out of. Yeah. And I was like, Georgia. Yeah. Can you imagine if... What would have happened in our lives if my car was so dirty, all I could see out is of the windshield oh. wipers? Yeah. I mean, the only excuse for that is if you've been running from for like days from zombies. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. And so, um, but that's the one thing. And then, the, and then there are really great, 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 great teachers. Yeah. My daughter's got a teacher. I wish I could say the guy's name because his name makes this joke. 
makes the story so much uh, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've and I know I've said this on the podcast before, but my daughter really connected with this guy. Okay, like, and she, and I'll call him. Uh, I'll call him. Like, give me a great. Well, give me a great white guy last name. I'll say Bronger. Sure. Uh, uh, like Bronger, because Bronger's a great last name. <laughs> Thanks. Isla goes, oh, Mr. Bronger's got it tough. I said, really? She goes, yeah. He's lost three friends this month, Dad. I said, what do you mean? She goes, death. Life comes at you quick. What? <laughs> Basically, she is. He's. But I go, what teacher's telling his class that he's lost three friends this month? Auditions. No one wants to give roles to white guys. <laughs> the guy's <laughs> oversharing with his class <laughs> to the point where I am dying oh, laughing. He's, he's, he's sitting out on the loading dock packing a box of Marlboro Reds. Yeah. And I go smoking, smoking butts with your kid. I go, and then I said, uh, I said, and the, she, the other one, she goes, Hollywood's not been nice to him, Dad. They don't give roles to white guys anymore. And I went, I went, what? Hold on, wait. How did you hear that? She goes, actually, Dad, I'm not supposed to tell you about this. I walked into the class, and he was crying, and he just told me, and he told me not to tell anybody. And I was oh like, I go, Isla, listen, this is a guy that is on the edge. Do not. Fuck with this guy. Okay, listeners, he's talking about me. I occasionally teach <laughs> yeah. class. Uh, I am Mr. Bronger. I was crying because I didn't get casted something. And then, That's insane. And then I wrote a script, and Isla came back, and she goes, can I read it? And I go, yeah, of course. She goes, you let your kid read your script? Yeah, yeah this one's pretty funny. It's pretty, well, no, yeah, I'm no, just but, impressed. No, I'm yeah, impressed. Yeah, no, this, but it's about them. It's about okay. the premise. I mean, I'll, I'm, I've, it, I took it out. No one really wanted it. I mean, I think I'll make it on my own. Sure. But I but I didn't take it out, but I, I gave it to my managers and agents, and they were kind of like, well, we think we should develop you as a father. This one isn't technically you as a father. Okay. So my daughters uh, learn how to time travel. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, but they Gosh. do it when they're like 25, and they're idiots, and they fuck everything up. They don't know any of the rules of time travel. Okay. So as their father now, I go out with them at 25 and 27 and have to time travel with them and fix things. Oh, wow. And it's a little edgy. Like uh, one of the episodes... They go to kill Hitler. They think that would be a good idea to travel sure. back. But they go to his art classes, and they don't know what he looks like sitting on the mustache yet. Of course. And they just kill all his friends, and then they blame it on the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> and so they create the Holocaust. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, so, so yeah. And obviously you can see no one in, in what corporate television or corporate Hollywood would want to touch something like that. But the way the internet is, I part of me is like, I fucking want a Patreon it and just make it. Yeah, why not? Um, but, uh, but Isla came back, and she's like... Could you slide in a role for Mr. Bronger, Dad? <laughs> and I was like, "What?" She goes, "Just a little bit part. He could, it would really help him out." Part of me it breaks my my heart because my daughter. I go, "My daughter is so sweet." Yeah, that she's like cares about this teacher. And then he got uh, he got suspended for calling a kid a fucking asshole. Oh God! Yeah, you know the kid was just like, oh, yeah. you know it's that it's that alpha kid who sensed his weaknesses. Yeah, and just kept poking the bear. Oh yeah, and was yeah. like, oh. Bronger's on edge, guys. On edge. I bet. I bet we can fucking get him to lose yeah. it. Hey, Bronger, you, you not get that uh, callback? Get that callback for that. Uh, yeah. Dude, I, I would almost. I would almost. I would almost want my daughter to help me write a script about her, about this ca guy, and have you play the teacher, Mister Bronger. Oh, I'm in. I play that guy. And just the a guy who overshares to kids oh, makes me laugh so hard. That's a great idea for a character. That's so funny. Just like, over overshares, and so yeah. I wrote the bit. 
So the very first episode of the pilot, they come back to save my wife's life. They don't realize they fucked everything up. Okay. And that, and they don't want to leave. And mm-hmm. so they're they're almost like uh, like guests you can't kick off the couch, but they're from the future sure. and they're f- interacting with themselves. They're taking themselves out. They have a party and they invite my grandparents and all they do is smell them. Like it's it's yeah. all like and they invite Mr. Bronger because uh-huh. they love Mr. Bronger. That's great. And they bring Mr. Bronger out to figure out time travel because mm-hmm. he was their science teacher. And so they the whole time they're back like and so then when they leave they're like we've talked to mr bronger we got to figure it out and that's when they go kill hitler oh that's great that's great but um but yeah that um i want to talk about i want to talk about i want to talk about your all the stuff you've done in hollywood but i really want to i want to know about the chicago scene okay and i i'm i'm like i've always been you're the only guy i ever knew from portland oh really i don't know anyone from portland oh wow well no you know ian no you don't know Ian Carmel. I mean, I met him once. Oh, okay. I met, by, by the way, I've, Ian's an interesting guy because uh, I guess Shane Torres is from Portland, maybe. I mean, he's originally from uh, Texas, but yeah, he, yeah. he came up in the comedy well, scene. Originally it's from like, Mexico, if we're going to be it's honest, like, right, like guys? A, am I right, right, guys? Am I right, guys? Right, right, right. uh, uh, there, he's one of them. Get him. Hey, remember, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what did he what does he call himself? Uh, uh, like a Eskimo meatloaf. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he... Uh, um, he, like he came up in it, but he's not from there. But same with Ron Funches. Yeah, I you know, know Ron. he's yeah, originally know. from Chicago. But you're from Portland. Yeah. Oh, what part of Portland? Uh, Salem area. I grew up in Holgate Boulevard, actually. You grew up in Holgate? Yeah. Holy in Southeast. Mm-hmm. He knew a guy, dude. He, I he knew some. Comics. I have a house on Holgate <laughs> that I rent out to like a family. Yeah, that's insane. That's um, insane. Yeah, but I but I I knew you were from Portland because of Bridgetown. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and I and I but I never knew anyone from and i've been to the portland scene a lot sure oh ian carmel uh shane i think it was it's got to be shane told me about uh all fantasy everything yes and i listened to an episode and i loved it yeah oh you and gotta then, go on and then i started promoting it on my podcast just like just i i believe in goodwill i believe in yeah. if you like something spread it if something's good spread it out there yeah um and I can't I, wait to have you on mine, by the way. Oh, I'm dying to. It's going to be the most fun. Um, We've just started having guests. For real? Yeah. Oh, you're like Segura and Push just started having guests again. Pretty much. Guests are the best. Yeah. It's you like, I want to space one? it out because mine's only like, a, it, my thing's only a half an hour. Yeah. But like to, when I listen to the calls, which my producer picks for me. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's called Advice from a Dipshit. I'm sorry to plug, but like. This yeah. is, your, is this your third podcast? Second. No, it's, Second. it's the new incarnation of my my old one, of okay. Ding Donger, of Matt Bronger, but it's basically what it's And you become. had another one called Matt's. That, Matt, oh my God. Matt yeah, Dwyer. that was back in 2009. Matt Dwyer, right? Yeah, with me I know me Matt Dwyer. Dwyer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know Matt Dwyer very well. Oh, you, me too. Yeah, yeah. he's a whole friend. No, I mean, I say very well. I'm sure Matt would be like, Bert, we know each other. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, Ian... Yeah. Um, I just been talking about him. Uh-huh. But I didn't know him at all, and right. then, uh, and then, I ran, I was in a bar in New York, and he like came up and he's like, "I'm Ian Carmel," and I was like, "Oh, dude, I love your fucking podcast." He's like, "Oh, why?" Hey. He's like, "Hey, thank you for That's talking good. so much about it," and I was like, "No, it's great. I love listening to it." Mm-hmm. He's like, "I gotta get you on," and then, and then there's this guy, um, stand up Batman, Batman stand ups Batman. Do you not know who this is? <sighs> it sounds really familiar. It's the, by the way, I, I hate that him and Ian have beef. Because I don't, no one uh, knows who this guy is. I don't really know him. But like he's a, like if it's, it's a guy taking the piss out of stand up, right? Okay. Like sure. that's all he is. And he's a comic. I'm pretty sure it's Earl Skagel, but I don't think, I'm almost certain it's not. <laughs> Earl said it's not that him. Would, that would make sense, but. Earl yeah. said it's not him, but uh-huh. it's, it's a pretty funny fucking guy, which Earl is. Earl is so funny. And he's, and, and a real true punk in the sense that like fucking 
anti everything. Just sure. fucking take the shit down. Yeah, okay. And so and that's so Earl in a way. Yeah, for sure. And Earl is absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah, he is. So <clears throat> but it's not Earl. Everyone's Earl everyone says it's not Earl. Okay. But I follow I follow him because he shit on me a few times and it made me laugh. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry, wait, Perk Chrysler and Tom's are different people? Who why didn't anyone tell me about this? That's funny. Like that's the kind of stuff he does. Sure. But apparently he got into beef with Ian and I did not read that it was beef. I just read Ian's tweet. Okay. And so I retweeted it. And then immediately, I retweeted the beef. Oh, okay. And then everyone came at me. And wow. I was like, and, I, and then even Ian was like, yo, man, I thought we were cool. I was like, we are. Ah, oh, see. Like, I was literally like, we are. Why? It's like, and we're back to what we were like, talking about in terms of the starkness of the written word, where it's like, I I'm, thought I was just retweeting I'm, a funny I'm, joke Ian and posted. And I'm sure I would have had the same reaction, uh, either yours or his. You know, yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know. But it's yeah. that thing where you feel anytime someone comes at you, even though it's like a, a troll or a joke or whatever, it's like you just like, hey, what the shit? And then, oh, God, it, I, it's I mean, I get why like Jonah Ray and a bunch of my friends are like, just they just don't go on Twitter anymore. Yeah, it is. It's a garbage fire. It, 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 it doesn't. Um, nothing good is coming out of it for me. Right. Like, I don't think people are buying tickets from it. Yeah. Um, I don't think they are. Uh, I get my news from it, mm -hmm. and I, it's it's fun to talk shit about sports because I will say that I learned someone's dead right away on Twitter. Oh, Mac Miller, I, I was like right on top of that. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Who's the one I tweeted out the other? Like it's that's it's good for news. It's good for like stuff like that. But even still, it's like the Serena thing, dude. This bothered me so fucking much. Is like it's these these. Uh, feminists are then saying immediately when the Serena thing went down and I watch, I watch the Serena thing and I watch it from a very innocent place of mm -hmm. going like, fuck that guy. Like when, when the girl took her shirt off on the thing. Oh, brutal. And I go, fuck that guy. Why can't she take her fucking shirt exactly. off? She's wearing a fucking sports that's, bra. That's dyed in the wool sexism right there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then when, when Serena's standing up, no, by the way, I mean, clearly, uh, admittedly, the coach was giving her signals. Okay, um, that's fine. Well, and, and and the thing I was, I'm still learning about I don't oh, know yeah. anything about tennis, yeah. but it's one of those things where they always allow that, always. Yeah. And this guy decided to. It'd be like, you know, like yeah, rules are rules, granted. Yeah, rules, but rules, it'd granted. be like if you know there are rules in the books in like Arkansas where you can't like you can't live with a pig in your house or something like that. Yeah. You have like a pet pig, and you're like can't what? have oral sex in and, can't have oral sex in Alabama. Correct, like yeah. shit like that. That just like yeah, it's a rule, but yeah, but yeah, mm -hmm. but so like so like clearly whatever. But she didn't see the fucking thing. Mm -hmm. She just all she like. And then I, I, I've always enjoyed people that lose their shit on fucking. I don't know how you don't. I was like, wait, wait, no one doesn't. Who doesn't like yeah. this? Who gets offended when a fucking tennis player goes, fuck that, that's bullshit. Yeah. I love that. That's well, and, why I watch the fucking tennis isn't matches. isn't that your, your human right? Yeah. It's like, if you come, anytime an athlete gets a massive check or anything like that, I'm like, yes. Because it's like, who should get that money? The yeah. owner? Yeah. I don't care. You know? So it's like, with these people, not that I, it's like, they should be allowed to be children, but they can be emotional. They should be allowed to be emotional. Dude, when Johnny, when Johnny Manziel got in so, not Johnny Manziel, uh, he, no, this is bad. Baker Mayfield got in trouble for telling another player on the other team to suck his dick. Right. And he had to apologize. I go, no, 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 no. That's why we, this is, it's called competition. Right. You got to fucking, you got to stroke the animal. The animal mm -hmm. needs to be in there. And when she, Serena lights up, I go, yeah, uh -huh. light him up, motherfucker. Well, and, and she wasn't like, you idiot. 
You know, she, she could have been, and I still would have been on her side. Absolutely. She could have been like, suck my pussy. And I would have been like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I would have loved it. That would have been amazing. But the first thing you see on Twitter is like, men, this is why you suck. And I'm like, hold on. You're talking to me. Like, I, but, I don't but, suck. But, but they're not, though. They're kind of talking about the patriarchy. I know, but that's how I read it. I go, right, right. I know I'm on Twitter angry. Sure. Well, and it's like, yes, I agree with what, where you're coming from because it is like the uh, uh, the designation, the targeting is like, it's like, it's, it's incorrect. It's basically like this is the atmosphere uh founded you know by the patriarchy and it's like yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. you know because that guy is not lighting into men like that he isn't no. there's no way he is none no, of them are by the way you know we were gonna really dissect it i think his last name's ramos so let's not fucking point out men point out the fucking guy is a latino guy and he's fucking let's really fucking whittle do you think it down. that's got something to do with it's, it well yeah, I'm okay. sure it does. I'm sure there's. I mean, maybe I'm fucking wrong. I don't know. Well, I mean, you mean like, like, are you speaking on like, like, like misogyny, miso- cultural misogyny, cultural misogynies? Okay, it, it ranges. It varies throughout. I think it's well, I think and, and, the patriarchy's and, and, there, and, and even more to the point, I think it's it's that, look look at the sport. They still make them wear those fucking skirts. You know, yeah. it's it's that oh, thing. She couldn't even wear that badass Catwoman suit. Yeah, and it's Dude. it's dumb, and it's 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 a thing of like women should be this. It's like, like it's always been women should be this, but men. Hey, hey, boys are boys. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Men gotta yeah. be men, and it's just like uh. I got so bothered you know. by that because I was like, I was like, I'm reading it, and everyone's attacking me. Technically, it's like if I said, "Here's a problem with women." Yeah, every woman will read that and go, "Well, he's not talking about us. He's talking about." You know, yeah, the problem. I mean, it's it's. I could I could see people, but if I if I go here, this is the problem with women. Mm-hmm. You know, I everyone will be like, "What the fuck?" Right. But like, or like what I just said. Here's the problem with Ramos. Right. <laughs> but no, but like the I I just I got I got pissed because then I'm like I was on her I'm on her team like mm-hmm. wait what how come I'm getting attacked and then I just hopped offline and I was like fuck this yeah it's not worth my Sunday. Like yeah. my Sunday shouldn't be spent. Well, and and you, the thing is, I think you just gotta you just gotta take it the way it's it's meant to be taken. Is it's not you, it's not you, but it's like that we do live in a system that we benefit from as men created by men. And it's like yeah. back to that's the problem with the like those proud boy fucks is that it's just like you know yeah like they 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 relish that kind of shit they relish that that kind of thing makes you mad and want to be like yeah that's why I got to join us Bert man they're all against us and they're not all against us but, but I think the same I think there's I think if I think if we have if we're gonna uh, uh, isolate and polarize those proud boys hmm. then that woman who sent that tweets identical but they're not the same no i feel like what you're saying right there is 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 definitely like trump thinking where well, it's no, kind of like bad wait, on, on both no, sides it's not trump th- i wouldn't say it's trump thinking well, I, would say- I only say that because the, the because the 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 uh you know the, the the thing with the riot where he was just like there were bad people on both sides and it's just like well, or, or, no there are good people on both sides like there are good, good people. people and those racists walking with no. torches those are good people there were you know, good people on I both don't, sides i don't, I don't think th- no no and i and I, I i wouldn't equate uh the the people calling out the sexism as the for the other guys too you know okay you know? i just think i i maybe i'm incorrect on that i just do think that the um the the far left mm-hmm. and the far right mm-hmm. if we got rid of both of them yeah <laughs> then we would just have a bunch of people going like i think everyone should like I, I agree i think we all there are some fucked up people 
Like people will be like, "This was that was fucked well, up." If you're look, if you're talking about extreme right and extreme stream left, then on a certain level, I might agree with you. But it, I think it, in in the end, the extreme left in the end wants to help as many people as possible and create equality. Do they want to help as many people as possible, mm-hmm. or do they want to help themselves? No, I think it's. I mean, it's you know, I can't speak for everybody, but I think the the foundation of it, if you have like as far left you go would be probably like communism, which means everybody gets the same, which doesn't work because human greed exists. Yeah. Myself, I'm definitely a lefty, like, I'm, I'm, but like, I'm, like, but I'm, 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 I'm talking about you know the green university people yeah of course like those i don't think they're good people people, those women that and women and men who are saying to the to the principal you lower your hands you don't speak to us your hands raised i think those are bad people yeah but i mean i also think that's so incredibly fringe yeah but i think no but what i'm saying is those fringe on both sides more to your point yes fringe. i I think the fringe on both sides i think we're talking about about, if you if you have what you what you might call splinter groups i would definitely agree with you it's just like jesus god man i do not think i don't think I, i i don't think proud boys are like a is that a big organization? Not really. I think and it's like let's I, not let's stop use. I'll I'll stop using that term because it's like I just don't want to give them any more. Yeah, I don't, I don't really need. give a fuck yeah. about both of those far ones. I look at that middle of the country. I, I hear what you're saying. Who go like yeah. like just the middle of the road people like probably probably like well, me and you who just and, go like who who see the Serena thing and don't I don't I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. I just saw that it's like something I liked and I go yeah. I'm I'm right. Fucking stand up for yourself. Right and and and. All I want is to have a conversation. I don't want a screaming match. Yeah. I don't want to tell people I'm not. I don't. Maybe I'm. I'm totally wrong. Boy, I don't think so. But you know, I'm not going to go scream in your face over. You know, I, I'm. I'm against the disenfranchisement of of people for whatever race or whatever sex they are, whatever their uh, sexual inclination. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, let me let me it, rephrase that though, thing, so that I just to make myself clear. About what I'm saying. Well, is I mean, that, like, and I think you, you're like this too. I, I, I'm talking. I am, I'm, in a sense, I'm talking about both of us. Yeah, I think I think both of us are on the same yes, side. I think absolutely. That I I definitely am well aware of white privilege. I'm well aware of privilege. Right. I'm well aware of. Yeah, yeah. Please, I'm well aware of the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. I'm well aware of what that in, is. Yes, absolutely. I get all of that, and I I think it's existing, mm-hmm. and I think it's been existing. Um, I I don't think I think. Obviously, there's nuance in all of it, and I think that there are white people like Theo Vaughn who could argue he didn't benefit from white privilege because he grew up so poor. Sure, and you go, okay, that and those my, people exist, and my wife's family. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think there's, I think there's always, yeah, there's always. But Theo does have a mullet on, mullet on purpose at his age. Yeah. So does he know the difference between <laughs> right and wrong? I mean, no. And I, I love I, Theo. I love listening to new points of views, and I like, like yeah. I love listening to people. Um. I love like I love this. I I used to really love listening to Lindy West. Lindy West. Mm-hmm. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Lindy West. I used to love listening to yeah. her. I I, used to, I still I still I still think Lindy's pretty great. I think know? she was. I mean, she's pretty. I had stopped. The only reason I stopped following her on I stopped following her on Twitter because it was always fighting with people. Yes. And I was like I, I don't no, I get want it. that in my life. It. And it, my my thing was and there were times she would say something that I would definitely disagree with or or her her her, her mo or whatever she was doing. But it was that thing where. Even yeah. if I disagreed, I wanted to go, hold on. Yeah. I, I, I would always take the disagreement and then agree with her first right. and go, I don't agree with this. Let me see how I can work right. back, back engineering myself into this and, opinion. And, and, my, and my, my thing is always, I don't know your struggle. I don't know yeah. anyone's but my own. So And mine's been let, pretty light. So I, I know, right. Same. So <laughs> like I... I I, no matter how someone reacts, you know, in their situation, who am I to go, hey, you're doing that wrong, in a sense, you yeah. know, even though, don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna sit back and be like, well, he set my house on fire, but I am white, so I deserve this. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm not going to, 
uh, not protect myself or the things I believe in and things like yeah. that. But I just think back to Twitter. The reason why it's such a garbage fire is because fights start like that. That's what, and okay. Everyone and, they, and everyone wants to. It's like you know what'll solve this argument? A flamethrower. It's like no, it won't. It will not How help about just anything. One Molotov cocktail. Just one. Just one. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you watch it on Twitter and you're just like, dude, what yeah. are you doing? Because it's everyone's reaction is to have. you know, immediate meltdown, scorch the earth, let me kill everyone who disagrees with me, and then there's no one left. What if we took away vocal cords until you were 40? (laughs) Like you had to earn your I think you just solved it. You had to earn your vocal cords. Like you could say small sentences like, can I take your order? But that's it. (laughs) I do do believe that everyone should have to wait tables uh, for two weeks. Everyone. Yeah. Like in Israel, you have to be in the army for a year. Two weeks. That's a great Two weeks record. in America, everybody. That's fucking great. People don't. I mean, nothing bugs me more than when I'm in a restaurant with someone and we're having, and they just are shady to the staff or what. I'm for no reason. I'm just like, man, you weren't there. You don't know. Even when I've had uh, waitresses having a bad day, mm-hmm. I've always I say waitress. That's so funny. Yeah, Fuck waiters them. or waitresses that are having a bad day, I immediately go. I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Where you're fucking. You don't mean to be short with everyone, but yeah. you're like, I'm sorry, I haven't gotten to you. Like I, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been watching you out of the corner of my fucking eye. I know you've been sitting there for ten minutes. I'm super fucking swamped. I'm in the weeds. Derek didn't show up today because he's got a fucking drug problem, and I knew it. And I called him on the last <laughs> night, and our boss still made me fucking work a double. And so, like, I still, uh, yeah, yeah. I what, do you talk? Do you ever talk politics in stand up? No, me not either. really. Here, here's what here's not th- not politics or just social stuff. Or I like, mean, I have I have a, a my I have a special coming out called Finally Live in Portland. I swear to God, I'm not just using this as a segue, but <laughs> it, it I have the but the most political thing was the 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 guys that I saw at a Trump rally that were openly sig heiling, and my bit was you know one of them was just super drunk and thought he'd try it. <laughs> and was like and was and, See, like and it was like the girl who's wasted in, in in mardi gras she's like i've never shown my boobs should i should i you guys yeah and then but as soon as you do the cameras go off same thing this guy's like drunk and he's like this is allowed we can do this now and he's sick house yeah and all the cameras goes up off and he comes to work the next day he's like oh i'm so hungover what did i One do last night aisle. what did i do last night and the guy's like yeah man you see today's new york times and he's like <laughs> what oh my god i was nazi drunk last night and it's, it's like that's so it it doesn't I mean and it, it gets into white privilege but it gets into white privilege as I've experienced yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Me and too. going yeah and I have a bit about rec- about maybe not recognizing yours because I think that's just the key that's we have to recognize it oh, yeah. and go from there use how see how we can help our powers for others that's it so that's about as political as I get I don't I, I always I always veer like I always go Burr's gonna do it better than me anyway right like you know, yeah. Like or, or Lewis Black or Jim Jeffries. Yes, Jim like, Jeffries is. I'm the not king gonna. Of that. I'm not gonna out politics them. Well, and they'll, they 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 they. I think if you're doing politics, you obviously have to do it as an as an average Joe. And it's like none of us are really average Joes anymore. Not really, yeah. because we we've made a living off of this thing, and we still are average. We do average Joe stuff, but it's like, who is it? Like I think John Cougar Mellencamp was like, you know, it's hard being Jack Kerouac with a gold card, man. Yeah. So he's like, it's like, how do you still write these songs about working in a farm town, married a supermodel? Wait, hold on. We start the song again. You know, like it's, it's, we've been extremely fortunate. New pair of boots. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and that's, that is why, you know, people tend to hate uh, celebrities speaking on stuff because it's like, you know, we got all, all our money through uh, a, a high degree of luck in a sense. 
Dude, I saw them light up Chelsea Handler yesterday. Who who's they? Probably the alt right. I'm assuming. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't trust. Oh, right. any, I mean, I'm, I'm being. Really, I guess that I shouldn't be saying who you just saw. Yeah. Someone, someone let it. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm just. It's what it is. What I don't like. What's happening right now. And and I say they. I say on. And I do say both sides. Just because it's it's a it's a tit for tat. Like it's like I watched people go after like comedians for making jokes like James Gunn. Right. And I, and Paul, that bothered me because they didn't care about <sighs> the joke. Gunn they actually didn't so care stupid. about the joke. Yeah. They didn't. They actually uh-huh. probably thought the joke was funny. Right. But they said, no, 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 you've done this to us. Now we do this to you. Yes. And that's, that's exactly, what I don't like. I go, exactly no, 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 no. Be, know who the fuck you are. Yeah. I mean, it just bothered me. But anyway, she had, she was, did a very innocent joke about, by the way, I'm a fan of Chelsea Handler's, even sure. though I call her cuddle my special, I'm a fan of hers. I am a fan of hers. I'm sure she took it as a compliment. Come on. She, we, yeah. we both know her very well. <laughs> and she, um, she was like, uh, this, I, I look, I don't even, I don't want to give it energy. No. You know, yeah, you I, like, say, I like Chelsea, but it was yeah. basically the someone trying to call her on her hypocrisy. Okay, and sure. it was like there's no hypocrisy there. Uh-huh. She's just trying, yeah, she's just trying to be cool to someone she's working with, right? Yeah. And it was just like, I, yeah. And so I, I, I veer away from it. Chelsea yeah. can deal with it. Amy well, can deal with it. Amy, my, like I think, I think, yeah. I think it is for most of these people. I think it's a, a plexico burst, shoot yourself in the foot moment. Like, Could be, yeah. like with. And and I, look, it's 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 all about what you're passionate about, what you're not. My thing was always like, my mother is very political. My parents are very political. I, I do some stuff. I mostly just try to help. You know, like I'll do volunteer work. I uh, I will I will march if I believe in a thing. Uh, this, that, and the other. And I I definitely state my views on my social media, but that's because yeah. it's mine, and I can barf whatever I want in there. In terms of stand up, my mother would say like, oh, why don't you talk about this stuff more? And I'm like, ah, because I'm not funny enough. Like I am, but it's like, I feel like some people could like Bill Hicks could just hit it out of the park. And even if you disagree with them, yeah. wow. You know, I want, first and foremost, I want it to be funny. This is not my time to get up there and tell people how to feel. But if I want to, if I want to get them, I feel like the comedian's job is to make people see things through you, your eyes to show perspective. That's job number one as mm-hmm. you know, is or slash being funny, you know? So it's like, in terms of, I, I never tried i don't necessarily shy away from political stuff but it's just like it's it's rare that i i mean i i you know when 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 trump did that first state of the union and it was it was so awful i i did a, i was at the store and i was just in the middle of a joke i was like you guys see the state of union really good right so good and then just kept going yeah. and it got a huge laugh yeah but that was all i did and it was just it was you know I definitely don't like him, yeah. but even if I was a big righty and I loved him, that would have still killed because he did a horrible job. Yeah. Would have been the same thing if Obama had did a horrible, you know, like it doesn't, it's, it's just one of those things. It's hard to, I think with, especially, uh, I wouldn't say liberal politics, but I guess mm-hmm. liberal politics, but it, I, I couldn't even say that because, but it's, it's hard to like, with comedy at the base being contrarian. Yes. Like, I think what the point I'm saying is like with Bill Burr taking his stance is like, like he's got a new joke being anti-military. Yes. The second you hear that you mm-hmm. go as a fan, I go, how's he working his way out of yeah. this? Like that's the I'm fun. Listening. That's the fun of comedy yes. is like watching someone work their way out of the hole. Yeah. And get you to agree with them and laugh mm-hmm. as opposed to going like, I can't imagine there would be anyone that we would enjoy that went, 
I don't know about you guys, but I'm for the military. Immediately, it's pandering. Yes, and of you're like, it is. and you're like, of course it is. Okay, we all are. Right? Yeah. How are you gonna? I mean, like Jesus. Yeah. yeah, unless you can work your way back into it, right? The other way, and it, it's like I'll, I'll, I always use Patrice O'Neill as an example because just a genius comedian. Yeah, I disagree with almost everything he ever said, I, but I would still <laughs> laugh, you know. But that's because he was so good. <laughs> That's because it's, he was so good. He was so undeniably amazing. So it, it, yeah. it, 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 it's that thing where, you know, you can make me laugh and I'll disagree with you, but like you better be pretty good if but you're going to be yeah. talking about, you know, something I am completely, uh, you know, anti or whatnot. And I, I feel like the, the, the reason why there isn't a quote unquote conservative like or right wing kind of daily show is because their humor it tends to skewer i'm biased just tends to skewer mean and tends to yeah. you, know, you know like kind of it's just it's just not as clever but that's why i don't like defining it as left or right because bill burris said some of the most right wing shit i've ever heard in my life yeah. and makes it funny but you wouldn't he's not up at a rally you yeah. know uh uh i know i know people that say like you know, lefty stuff that's, that's, that's like, you would never consider them lefty, but it's just like, we all have these thoughts. The problem is, uh, uh, making it as funny as possible without just, it's the joke is not just dropping a ton of rocks and a certain, certain bunch of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, Patrice, there's, what's really fascinating is when you go back and listen to Patrice and like, uh, it's almost like, what I like is when he can call us on our bullshit mm-hmm. that we didn't know we were. Oh, like my yeah. favorite joke. One of my, I mean, I have a ton of favorite jokes he has. Yeah. But when he said, talks about uh, Natalie Holloway. Oh my God. And yeah. About goes, the va- the value of a, a value of a, of of a, a white, of a white life versus a white, pretty girl. Yeah. And no one agreed with him yeah. when he started that. No one agreed with him. Yep. Nope. And at the end, everyone's like, I guess you made us. When he, he called out like three women of color who were missing, and he's like, "Yo, you don't know who that is, do you?" And it was like, "Oh my god!" Patrice was, in essence, very liberal in a lot of ways. Like when you think about what but he was saying, like, also insanely misogynist. Oh, you know, God, he, you cannot call that guy a feminist. Not really. He he's about women. as feminist as a he pimp. Actually, I think he disliked you know? women. <laughs> it could be said. Uh, he had a joke. He had a joke that I, I don't know where I heard this, and I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I heard it on stage, but, but comparing his girlfriend to his dogs. Yeah. And do you know the joke I'm talking about? Yes. About saying she needs me, but she doesn't know she needs me. Yeah. At least my dogs <laughs> oh know my they God, need me. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or all, the, all his like side chicks as they work for him. Yeah. Where like it's like he's like I don't even know if I have room for you. I mean, okay, I got an I got to open in at two a.m. You come suck my dick. I'll drink your last snapple. That's I'll drink your last snapple. We have an opening there. Like that, oh my god! Like that's that's how he looks at it. It's so you funny. Know? I was just listening to uh, Liza Traeger. Oh Liza yeah. Traeger. Yes. Talk about misogyny mm-hmm. and a, it was with on Robert Kelly's podcast. It was really interesting. I think Liza's really funny. Really, Liza's. I, there's no, the only thing more funny than Liza on stage is Liza off stage when you're pissing her off. Oh. I pissed her off one night what, so bad. <laughs> it was... Was this in, in when we were on that Vegas fest? No. Okay. No, no, no. No, but it was before that. Okay. And, the, and she was still mad at me for this. Was she? We had, <laughs> I had gotten high in the in um in nashville it was me nate bargazzi ari shafir 
and Liza. Okay. And Liza was playing this game where you you flash like a card on your head. Okay. Or no, no, it's a it's like you flash a thing on your head and it's a symbol. Okay. And you got and the other person's got a it's on your phone. Oh, it, but it's like liar's poker. It's like no, so it'll be like an airplane of an airplane on your phone, right? Oh, okay, okay. And then. I show it to you on my forehead, right? I have it on my forehead. Yeah. And then you've got to get me to guess it. It's on my forehead, but you've right. got to get me. You're like, um, every comic had a joke about them. You get up early to go get them. Airplane. And you go, yes. And then you move your phone and it changes to the next one. Oh, right? yes. I played that game. And it's on a timer. Yeah. So we all get high. And, <laughs> and I misunderstood the rules to the game. So she puts the first one up and, I, and she goes, go. And I go, Airplane. <laughs> <laughs> it's on her head and she goes Perfect. no Bert you're not supposed to do it like that you're supposed to make me guess and I said okay so then she does the next one and I go what's a bike and she goes no you're not doing it right and then Ari starts me we're all high Ari starts laughing and she's like no Bert stop and she puts the next one and I go snake and then she, and she just yeah. starts to get so angry yeah. but what's funny is that she can't control that anger in that moment and we and we're just supposed oh, yeah. to be playing a game to laugh yeah. and, and whatever we were if playing I was if I was stoned I'd be crying we are that game howling laughing yeah, it's so and she was like and she kept playing the game and going, she, stop it stop it and then she put the next she one had to up become everyone's mom. and everyone was just wait and no one was, she's like, guys, try to get me to guess it. And I go, bus? <laughs> Dude, I have never oh, laughed so hard. she to stab you. And I, I thought she, I, she was, I think she was genuinely angry. Yeah. But uh, but I listened to her on Bobby's and she made some really great points about teaching men the value of women or teaching men. I, I, I'm, 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 never, I'm not going to rephrase her because I'll fuck it up and she'll go, that's not what I said. Okay. But like, it was really interesting. Yeah. And when you look back at the way, like, especially like the way you hear sometimes Patrice talk about women, sure. you're like, I can't believe I laughed at some of that shit. Oh yeah. Like some of the stuff you're like, well, what, what mindset was I in at 25? Right. That I'm dying laughing at like, sure. oh, you can suck my dick and I'll drink your last Snapple. Yeah. Yeah. But she's also a person. Yeah. Come like, on. Yeah. Yeah. He did he did a bit about there's a thing on fucking line that I swear to god is just racist. Yeah. It's Patrice t explaining why he doesn't like Asians. Okay. And Asian people calling in trying to change his mind and him just going, "Nah, you're horrible people." Yeah. And well, I, I mean, I think the thing is like God bless the dead, but Patrice would probably tell you he was a horrible person. I don't know. Okay. I don't I mean, I know you know or at the very least a scumbag. Oh, I'm yeah, friends yeah, with yeah, a, yeah, I'm yeah, friends yeah, with a few yeah. scumbags. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he had yeah, that, yeah. you know, that bit about how he found out he had diabetes. How he's like, so, me and my girl, we get nasty. Yeah. Nasty. And we finished and she was like, she's like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but you, she's saying this to him. Your piss tastes like birthday cake. Yeah. <laughs> so you're right. You're already into there and they do waterworks. It's like, yeah. that's a disgusting <laughs> guy. Waterworks. That's a, that's a gross person. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I'm not judging. You like to pee on your lover be peed on yeah god bless you know but it's that thing where it's just there he contained probably contained horrible mul multitudes <sighs> like that's so funny yeah it's almost like it's almost like he 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 went out at the right time i would love to i would love for him to be here i would love mm -hmm. to hear his take on what's going on yeah but like I would love for him to be here. Well, look, I mean, I think he was a master debater. He was a master. He was a master in the moment. 
Did you see the when he was that last roast he did of like was it Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen's, yeah. Where did you did you were you close enough to see the teleprompter? Were you there at no, the comedy no, center no, roast? No, I don't go to those. Okay, well we had this is I I've been to a couple you know where they give you a table with your friends and they I would bring, love to but they bring carafes of vodka. Yeah, oh, uh, it's yeah it's something. But like uh, they, um, he you could see him. He got up there and he had a whole thing that I'm sure he cleared with the sensors yeah and he's like man and he just starts off by ripping on jeselnik which which i loved like yeah. i fucking love jeselnik but it's so yeah. fun to see someone rip on him where he's like i don't know where you get this confidence man like to me this guy's an open micer period yeah. you know and then and you see you can see the teleprompter going the guy's just winding it up winding it down winding it up <laughs> hey are you gonna say any of this <laughs> yeah you can say anything? and he's ignoring it and he's just going off the top of his head because there were the they were making fun of someone who's black on on the, on the panel and talking about they make someone made like a sickle cell joke, you know, uh, a disease that affects primarily African Americans. And yeah. uh, just off the top of his head, Patrice O'Neill whipped out that disease that affects primarily people of Hebrew descent. I forget what it is. Uh, God damn it! You know what I mean? Have you heard of it? Uh, yeah, I'm it's, on it's Rosh Hashanah. I bring this up. I'm sorry yeah. to all my Jewish brothers. I just and heard, I just learned but, about it. Two days ago. Yeah, but he just had that cocked and loaded in case even, someone made a the, sickle cell joke. I couldn't tell you And the he name said it's a, he, all the, uh, you know, Jewish people in the room or comedians or execs or agents or whatever, you know, that were there. It was just this, just this clap back, which he just had ready. So it's like, I know he would definitely probably be scorching the earth on a lot of people who were like back and forth. But like I said, I'm for conversation and I'm for, yeah. I'm for disagreement and I'm for, you know, in in the in the end, live and let live, and it's there. There are certain things you we got to put to bed, like like you brought up Eliza. It's like I was thinking about this the other day. Like I still, there was still someone who was like, "Yeah, women aren't funny." I'm like, uh, and I won't say who, who this is. It was like a comic, or whatever. But like, you know, I was like, could could you ever follow Liza Traeger? Could you ever follow mm. Liza Schlesinger? Could you ever follow Amy Miller, Deborah Di- Giovanni? These are beasts. Yeah, these are wild animals. You will net. They will destroy rooms that you couldn't break open. You know, like there are women who I'm still just like, ooh, I gotta follow Bamford. Yeah, shit. You know, and so like that. Not that that concept isn't already put to bed, but I feel like the problem is we have people that keep propping them up. They keep propping up stuff that's already been destroyed. We're like that. Yeah. No, that's not true. It's, you yeah, know, it's. But we still have so much to kind of to kind of talk about. I just wish we wouldn't slash each other's throats at the first sign of disagreement. Somehow. Dude, that's I I. That's where my head is. Is like, yeah. like let's 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 just have a conversation. Just because someone thinks something doesn't mean they're wrong. Mm-hmm. It just it just means like that's the way they're seeing the world. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I, the fact that I get really frustrated at the fact that they think women are funny. If you like, no joke, go on Nikki Glazer's podcast or uh, t- radio show. You up? Mm-hmm. She Nikki's so funny. Is one of the quickest funnest per people to do radio with yeah and i'm not like fuck an act fuck fuck an act right i'm just saying like hang with that person yeah hang with eliza mm-hmm. and just go tip for tat joke for joke for joke joke you're you're not you're going to be fucking treading water going like yeah shit god damn it how are they doing this so fast mm-hmm. and i'm i'm a i've been doing it 20 years almost yeah. kathleen like, madigan jesus christ dude i, I can't i can't really I can understand someone not. I, I can understand someone. Uh, I can understand a guy going. I don't like female comedians. Right. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, your preference. It's sure. a preference. Same as you, if you go. I don't like black comedians. Yeah, if, you know. 
Can you I don't like Mexican imagine comedians. ever saying that. I can't imagine ever saying. No, but there's but there's people who course, just don't don't tune into Cat Williams. Artists. By the way, I tune into Cat Williams. Yes, I tune into. I watched. Oh. I watched. Uh, Cat Cat has achieved levels that none of dude, us will I, achieve. But but there are there are white people and that maybe wouldn't even say it, but believe it. Like my dad probably but, isn't watching Cat Williams special. No, but I mean, like, let's you know, Cat Williams is a is a very specific demographic. Is a very, too. but no, but 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 like what I'm saying, like yeah, like there are, there are white people that will go. It's just not for me, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think but, people just have the balls to say it about women. Like, I, but I, women are funny, and I think it's. But even when you say like, even when this this person, not you, says that, it's kind of like, well, you don't. You're talking about something you don't know. You yeah. know, it's kind of like if I was like, you know, who's dumb? NASCAR fans. That's not true. Yeah, that's a stereotype. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. True. A lot of them are stupid. A lot of fans of classical music are stupid. People, it doesn't people, matter. People look at me yeah. and they go, "I'm not. I don't like bro comics." Right. And I go, yeah. "I go okay." Like I've heard it. I've people yeah. say that there was a, when mm-hmm. my special came out. Sure. Some guys, obviously an alt fan, was like, right. "Once again, Netflix gives a special to a bro comic." And it's like, enough of this fucking mm. meathead te- alpha male testosterone. And I was like, "Well, you no. definitely didn't." Watch any of my special, and, and it, you're and you're a you're not, and b like I I really think that that feeling when some people get when when a, a woman gets on stage and they're like boo in their mind that's insecurity on their part, and that's that's uh that's not having a good happy sense of self. You and I know I exactly how I bad don't we are. Understand that you, you and I know all the bad things we've done and how yeah. shitty we've been and yeah. the mistakes we've made, and so it's like. I'm not, I don't care who gets up on that stage. It's just like, as long as you're funny, you know, I don't think I'm special because I'm a white man, you know, and I know you don't either. And it's like you, it's so funny because you calling yourself a bro. If I saw, if I just saw a picture of you shirtless with a beard, I know. Sure. But it's like, that's, that's your, your natural element. And you're not, you're not going, yeah, you people who don't like football can suck my dick. Yeah. Woo. That's my time. It's dude. It's it. (laughs) <laughs> Anyone who writes something off, like, you know, like, uh, it happened a lot when I started with people not liking the alt scene. Yeah. But I was like, no, no, no. There's some really brilliant people. Can I tell you, you have one of my all-time favorite openers of all time. What's that? And I collect them in my brain. What's that? I collect the first lines of comedians in my head. Oh, dude. I'm to just... steal and do on the road. No. <laughs> but like, you know, like, uh, uh, like um, Solomon Giorgio. He he had one where he was, he's like, I'm, I'm African and gay, which means I can make AIDS from scratch. Boom, right? What a great fucking line. It's so genius and it's so dark and it's so awful. You know, I love it so oh, much. Oh, what a great. And he says it in a, you know, like Solomon's, you know, like a, he looks like a gay model. And so he's just like, well, here's something about me, you know? And it's just, make wow. Scratch. I remember going to Dublin's when I first moved to LA with, with Kinane, Kyle Kinane. Yeah. And uh, Jeff Klanger, and we were there, and it was it was just back when it was like it, it's fucking uh, Dane Cook's house, yeah, Dane Cook's house. You know, he can do anything he wants. Blah blah. I blah. remember that. Yeah, remember those days? Yes, and, I do. And but you were one of the the guys going up first, and you just ran out on stage. You go, hey, I'm gonna fucking butcher it, but I've said it to a lot of friends. It's one of my favorite because I love I love an opening line that people go, all right, whatever else you have to say, I'm, I'm on praying board. right now that I. That I did it on the fly and I don't remember it, and I can start opening with it now. <laughs> Do it because you went out stage. You're just like, oh, I just took a shit so messy. I had to wipe my legs. What's up with you guys? 
and it's all hot chicks that are there to see Dane Cook and they're like ew but then they're like okay it was funny and it was <laughs> I gut laughed and I'd never seen you before and I was you know, like so who funny. is this fucker I remember that joke and I didn't I, di- I never really told it it was just like something I'd throw in every now and then I love it and the I swear to God in Oxnard last week I was in a little bit of a hole and I said it and it got a laugh and I went yeah whatever happened to that and then I and for the first time I ever 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 with that joke I started trying to work it out oh and, wow and I was like oh and but it's once again it's the reason I don't do observational comic sure. comedy because the things that happen to me I go feel like don't happen to anybody right right um that's so funny god damn it I'm, yeah. I, I'm jealous that it wasn't as good as that summon Giorgio line well, no, no. That's, that's they, such they, a great. They are line. the same value. They are the same value. Opening because jokes are so fucking important, and I don't have any of them. They're so like. I mean, it's like Dude. like some, but like, and it's like I'm not. Look, I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm not Jeselnik. I'm not. Um, you know, Dan Mintz, where they write these perfectly con- crafted lines, yeah. and that's and that's it. My shit is all story based. Mine. So me, I think we're very similar. I remember yeah, absolutely. And it, the perfect example is the first. I remember the first time ever knowing who you were. I was in the car. I can tell you where I was. I love when I can tell you where I was in a story. Yeah. Uh, we were driving. Segura used to live in fucking Koreatown. Or uh, uh, it's not Koreatown. Koreatown ish. Like right near MacArthur Park. Yeah, right by MacArthur Park. It was really fucking yeah, bad where you area. Can, where you get all the heroin you want. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was pulling off his road, getting driving downtown to try to get to the 101. Uh-huh. And he was giggling about something. And I said, what? And he goes, have you heard Matt Bronger's owl joke? And I was like, oh, okay. wait, who's Matt Bronger? And he, he goes, oh, dude, it might be the best joke ever written. <laughs> and I was like, well, tell it to me. He goes, it's not that kind of joke. I can't tell it to you. You got to see it. Yeah. Dude, I hunted this fucking owl joke for like months. Wow. I was like looking for it, looking for it, looking for it. And I think you even went up on stage one night and I was like, are you going to tell your owl joke? And you're like, oh, I, probably not. I'm working on new stuff. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but uh, but yeah, that was the first time. That was the one that broke me. That was the one that definitely like made, created a career for me. Yeah. And, like I remember they did this like Comedy Central 2009, nine comics of 2009. And it was like me, Nick Kroll, Whitney Cummings, Aziz, uh, a couple other people. And it was like, we all talked about each other and people were just talking about my owl joke. They weren't even talking about me. And I'm like, yeah. hey, man, that's one joke I have. Guys, guys. You yeah, know? where they talk but, about one joke and you're like, <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. I, uh, no, no, no. I like it. I always oh, like God. it. I would love. Like, if you mm. talk about anything I do, I get excited. Yeah. It's like uh, Jay Larson's fucking... Gr- I, I will say this to this day. I would have put this on the last hour special he did. I know you burn material when you do Conan. Right. But I don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. That goes on a special yes, for me. Yes, yes. Um, if it works on Conan, it goes on a special. Right. His fucking prank call joke. Dude, yeah. that... It's a great joke. I, I, I will go through... I'm a big story guy. Like, meaning I, yeah. like I love a good story. Oh, yeah. I sit back and I go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and that... Yeah. I mean, and, and here's the thing. I feel like it's better for us in the long run that we tell stories because I still get people, I get like high schoolers asking me, I have this joke called uh, uh, Ghost of the Two-Man Party where a friend of mine and I, uh, I grew up with, we got drunk in his mom's house when I was home from college, just the two of us, yeah. just having a two-man party and then shit just started getting moved around the house. We weren't going near it. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, it's a ghost. And we searched the house with like a machete and a bat and we're like kicking doors open. We're like hammered and high. Yeah. And I mean, spoiler, but the next day it was uh, a little homeless woman just came out of something and left the house. She was in the house the whole night. 
and we went to sleep. She was just with us in the house. And like, I freak out about it, about it. And it's like, I told that story. That's my most listened to downloaded joke. It goes that one, uh, one I have called Wildcatten about a bar in New Orleans story. And I think Owls is number three. Yeah. So like that, because I still get high school kids, high school kids yeah. and grown adults. Did that happen? Yeah. Did it? Yeah. If we're in Portland, I'll tell them where the house is. Yeah. I'll show them. His mom doesn't live there anymore. It's right off Wilshire Park. Dude. And like, like it's it, that those are the ones that stick with people where it's because I feel like my stories, your stories, even Jay's stories, a lot of them have an element of, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, something's gone horribly wrong. It's it's almost like it's like you can watch your favorite movie four or five times. Right. Like, it's OK. I, and I, I said this to Jay, but you know, who you know, who really fucking hit home with me with this huh. is Josh Wolf. Yeah, I, I did Josh Wolf's podcast, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Hey man, uh, just so you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to tell the machine story." And he goes, "I know you probably don't want to tell it, but oh, like, yeah. he goes, you got to realize like, we don't have the same fans, so my fans will have never heard it." That's so smart. And I went, and in my head, I was like, "Am I?" And by the way, I'm being very real. Josh will be on my podcast in a couple of weeks. Um, I, I just, I was like, I was like, I don't know, Josh. Forty million people heard it on my Facebook. I'm imagining, and let me tell you something. I got this huge fucking spike from doing Josh's podcast. Awesome. Kevin Euclid from the fucking uh, from the fucking uh, uh, Red Sox. Oh wow! Called him and was like, "Hey man, that fucking machine story is amazing. Can I meet Bert?" And Josh was like, "Yeah, you want to go to dinner?" He was like, "Yeah, I'll come down. We'll all go to dinner." And then we all went to dinner. And Josh was like, "I told you, man, you're under you're overestimating how many people heard this story." That's so great. And, but but I I love hearing a good story, and I mm-hmm. I would argue like. Some of the best story, the best story, I think, the best story ever, ever, ever told. My question, in my in stand-up, in my opinion, easily without a doubt, is Tater Salad. <laughs> it's the best story ever told. Well, I'll tell you why that one's amazing is because that guy, he's the one that even people that are like, I, I hate those blue-collar comedy guys. Oh, no, I like Ron White, though. Yeah. You know? It's like, like and it's like, and I don't hate him. I'm not talking about myself. Yeah. You know, some listeners yeah, might yeah, think yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. You know, uh, uh, but like... You know, it, it, he is one of those guys that's just like everyone likes Ron White. Yeah, everyone, because he's a you know he his tales are just of being a, a fucking maniac, dude. No matter who you are, and it's <laughs> stupidest alias. <laughs> you'll hear you'll hear people steal elements of that story to tell their stories. Yeah. Yeah, I only told you that story to tell you this one. Uh huh. Uh-uh, uh-uh, you're not allowed to do that. No, that's he Ron's. owns that. He owns that's that. Ron's. Yeah, you, uh, he owns that. That's his. You, you can't. T- I, I only told you this story to tell you. I trust me. I've wanted to do that. I wanted. I only told you that story. To tell you this one. Yeah, I've wanted to do it too, mm-hmm. dude. It's the greatest story ever. And the, so I got to be honest with you. I know you're never changing that man's mind, but I would. I'd pay an extra ten dollars per ticket if he said I'll tell that story on that stage. Yeah. He was like, "Hey guys, I'm doing four shows. Yeah, Saturday late show is going to be twenty dollars extra, and I'm closing with tater salad." I would have been like, "Uh, okay." People would go, "Dude, he's yeah, the they best." Would. He, I mean, it's so you know, you know how, how Brian Regan uh, will will do a show, and they'll be like, "Did I miss anything?" And yeah. people will call out Pop Tarts, and he'll do it, like he'll still do it, and. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can still do those stories. I'll forget oh, I beats. I do. I do. You know. I do. I do. Uh, here's what I'd suggest, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Here's what I'm doing. And, and side note, I did a, I did a, a um, Ball State, yeah. and they put me in the the big room, the fucking, yeah. you know, whatever, how many thousands, and I filled maybe maybe a quarter of it, maybe. I'm like, why am I in this room? Hey, yeah. and this is like five years ago, but I did, I was like, heard Breen Regan was doing that, and I was like, and I had a great hour and change, and I was like. 
Uh, I was like, hey, if there's any jokes I, I missed, go ahead and call them out. Nothing. Because <laughs> like, no one knew who I was. Yeah. You know, so it's like, if you're going to do that, you got to pick your, your room. But anyway, what, this is go, what I, go ahead. This Sorry. is what I'm doing. And I think this, I think it, I think I will just say, I think it works for guys like me and you. Okay. Is you just do a two person show and you have someone do 15 minutes. Right. And then you do your hour and then, and almost encore esque, do your best of to close out the show. Oh, yeah. So, like, for me, I do an hour. I do 55 to it. Right now, it can be exact. I'm doing 52 new minutes of material. That's exactly all I've Dude, got. Dude, your special just came out. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, but I'm, I'm struggling writing new material. Like, sure. I've got, I've, got, I've got 52 new minutes that I think is good, but it, there's, only like, <laughs> there's only, like, 35 minutes, which I'm, like, really proud of. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is, like, trying to untangle a, a necklace. Like I'm yeah, like, oh, uh, yeah. but, but then I, then I, I do the end. I, I tell the machine story. Mm-hmm. I tell flying dildos. <laughs> I tell whatever stories they want to hear. Cause I go, I, I do understand that you've brought friends here that haven't yeah, heard those that's stories. Nice. I said it to Chris Porter, Chris Porter. The next day we were in his hotel room. The next day we're in Omaha. The next day he's on stage and he's just fucking around. And he's like, you know, they're dropping the checks. I was hanging out with Bert last night. Is there any stories that you, any jokes you guys would like to hear? And immediately I was like, Taco Bell. And he's like, excuse me. And he's like, Taco Bell. And he was like, ah, I don't really remember how that goes. And he tried to work his way through it. I'm telling you, man, his check spot was silent. They No one was saying a word. Wow. They were dying laughing. That's like, great. No one was talking. Everyone's like, oh, dialed in. That's great. I think there's room for it. Guys like me and you. Now, if you're mm-hmm. Bill Burr, if you're Segura, if you're doing your fifth hour, right. you've got so much fucking material. Yeah, yeah, totally. But when you've had like a couple, three hours, four, you know, like, like us, yeah. I think we're still there where we're building audiences. Yo, I definitely am. No, wait. How did you... How did you get? What do you? What time do you need to be out of here? I'm uh, no, I, let's see. It's eleven. I'm good. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. Good. I just yeah. want to make sure. Thanks. So wait, how did you? Because I always find like, from where I started in stand up, yeah, to where I am, yeah, is so globally different. And I know you Completely. started in Chicago, uh-huh. and I imagine that what was killing at that time was either like. TJ, which was all over the map, right? You know, like real uh-huh. improv all over the sure. place. Or like Kanane, who was like, da da da, uh huh. You know, yeah. like yeah. it's and and I, I always wonder, and I say this personally, where I would have fit in in that scene because I yeah. always thought like it was bar gigs. By the way, it was all bar gigs, at least for us. Yeah, at least for the people I start out with. Like, who was your scene? Uh, it, it was it was Kyle, Pete Holmes, Camille Nanjiani, Hannibal, uh, Burris, um, and then uh, there was like Emily Derezes, and um, I don't I don't think you know. Uh, but uh, John Roy, uh, Mick Betancourt. Mick Betancourt now writes like our dramas. I know dramas. Mick Betancourt. Okay. And so they were, we, I did improv and then I got kicked off my improv team because they, you take levels one through five, they added level six and they're like, it's mandatory. I'm like, I'm broke. So, <laughs> by the way, that know, would only been better if you were like, I got kicked off my improv team because you take levels one through five and then they went to level six and then I raped a girl and we were like, girl. <laughs> Casually. Girl. Yeah, Can we not talk about it, Bert? So anyway, my belief, oh, he's a, he's a douchebag and a rapist. Um, no, I, I, and, and the, the thing is, it's like we, this guy tried to write an article. He did it. He didn't try. He wrote an article about like that scene back then and it was like, it was good, but it's hard to even, because it wasn't, it was just, we would just go to these certain uh, bars that had uh, specifically, we go to this place called Lions Den. It was an open mic. It was on Monday nights. You'd sign up. It'd be like thirty men and women, and it'd be 
one night George Carlin dropped in. Sometimes a, a Japanese guy would show up and eat VHS tapes. You didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, so, but it was just mostly people doing stand up. And like Dwayne Kennedy was Dwayne like, well. he was like our Elvis. He was yeah. like our end all be all. Wait, no uh, one's Dwayne better Kennedy, than Dwayne. I'm thinking of Dwayne Perkins. No, not uh, Dwayne Kennedy is a older uh, dreadlocked black comedian i think i know dwayne kennedy he's too. he's written on a ton of shows but he's, i know dwayne kennedy he's always been kind of like you know lackadaisical about his career in terms of dwayne kennedy i know dwayne kennedy um did he write on the uh he he wrote on a show that um i i did a, he wrote yeah. on kamau's show totally biased uh he wrote on uh i know dwayne kennedy yeah he's always he's always on something but he's one of those guys that just casually says the funniest shit you've ever heard in your yeah. life and uh so we would all kind of just go to lion's end sign up and we we always try to do a new five minutes every week and uh or most of us and then we just do shows on the side the only person who was actually doing clubs was john roy because he had a car and no one else had a car and so we didn't even try to reach out and so we just kind of i know the, john the roy is, too yeah oh, john's a killer yeah uh and we we just we just tried to without even realizing it we were developing our own voices like kyle was in punk bands before kyle had a beard and all this shit and had like don't even get me and, started on kyle yeah kyle uh i thought i knew kyle uh-huh and then i met kyle's friends yeah and i went oh my god like it really it made him so authentic to me yeah like i always thought i knew kyle and i was like yeah, yeah i get it i get it i get it well, you know, but then i met kyle's friends first of all very diverse mm -hmm. very diverse very eclectic yes ve and mm -hmm. very real and i went yeah. i was like whoa yeah and because kyle's always been one of those guys in, in you know he comes off as like a gruff you know i always say he's like you know the tiniest lighthouse operator but he like you know he comes out of this as his gruff angry guy he's like so sensitive and such a smart dude sweet, sweet he always guy. puts himself down as like well i'm a dummy i'm like nope that's disingenuous man you're, yeah. you're very smart but uh he had i'm like when you say people were how they were back then and back now i was definitely telling stories back then they weren't as true as now you know i embellished yeah. a lot more kyle had uh that's, since he was in a band that's the same as me i was always mm -hmm. telling stories but i'd embellish so big sure because i thought yeah. that's what people wanted to hear when i also would describe I, one of my earliest jokes was about having i saw a, a house that was said for sale no pets and i was like for sale if I buy that, I'm filling it with monkeys. And yeah. I just had a thing about it's my monkey yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I want the ex owner to come back. And I'm, you know, monkeys are shitting and fucking For everywhere. sale, no pets. Yeah. You can't yeah. tell me what the fuck to exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. So it was a big. For sale, no pets. Yeah. So it was like a story about what would have happened. But yeah. Kyle dated this like really hot girl who liked him because he was in a punk band and she dumped him and he had a bit about he's he's like he's like i tried to be punk rock baby i got drunk for breakfast you know and that's a yeah. that's a kyle joke right there yeah you know my favorite uh, kyle joke by the way one of my favorite kyle jokes ever is uh, uh I, i'm gonna fuck it up i'm sure you know it i was brushing my teeth the other morning and i threw up yeah. i was wondering does that count it's <laughs> <laughs> great yeah yeah uh but we, yeah we didn't really know about anything when they started the chicago comedy festival that was like oh my god like i will still never top the biggest thing i've still done look at your your i have mine too is when you're on, on, on did letterman yeah that's still the biggest thing i've oh, done yeah. probably ever will do uh that was the biggest thrill and i but i love how <laughs> i love how it's like great job here's the stage door and you're out in an alley by yourself <laughs> and it's all over hey 
Uh, did that happen? Yeah, yeah. We're, gonna I mean, make, we're making this awesome. That's New York. You know what I mean? You made him laugh, kid. Now fuck off. Are there any beers in uh, my... I'm not allowed to back in my green room? Hey, can I get back in there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and But when I got the call that I was in the, the, the Chicago Comedy Festival, I was like, oh my God. Like, I felt made. And I still have that, the the the, the brochure or whatever for that, the, the booklet. And it's me, it's Kyle, it's like Stanhope, it's Nick Swardson. It's, it was just the, the, these people that I looked up to so much. And um, it was just that that feeling of belonging. But like, at, but anytime at the same time, anytime someone would come around and be like, "Oh, that person's a booker from blah blah blah," you lose your mind. And if you didn't do well, you'd want to kill yourself. Which I always tell people, you know, like I, I get people on the podcast um, calling in for like what like career advice. I'm just like, just don't lose your mind over anything, good yeah. or bad. You know, have celebrate or be sad, but. This is not the beginning or the end of your life, uh, and and it, it, it when when we came when I came to L.A. and I got smacked around like everyone does for a couple of years, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I kind of left Chicago. Like Cameron Esposito was just like she's like you know all I heard about was you when I started stand up. They're always everyone was always talking about fucking you and Kyle to the point where I got like tired of you guys. She started and I never seen after you, you guys after right? yeah, yeah she's younger, you know and but but it was one of those things where it's like. I remember it really hurt when I wasn't doing well in LA and Kyle was like, man, but back in Chicago, man, you were the guy. And I'm like, fucking don't say that, yeah. you know? Uh, but it, it's, it, it's humbling and it's good where I, I wouldn't, I always tell people, maybe don't go straight to LA. Maybe don't go straight to New York. Maybe make your, get your chops in Denver or Chicago yeah. or Portland or St. Louis, but whatever. What was it about Chicago? Because like it, I want Malcolm Gladwell to figure out why, because here's that is that it might be the biggest freshman class, right? Yeah, that might we be were, the biggest freshman class, yeah, I've ever heard of. Not, I'm not, that, yeah, out of New York, LA, sure, anywhere in the I country. Know. Moshe said that about like his San Francisco crew. He's like, shit, we're always like, you know, what are Chicago guys, huh, dude? Fuckers. My New York you crew know? was was me, Dimitri, mm. my, my freshman class, me, Dimitri. I think that's it. Eddie F maybe. Yeah, sure. Uh I, I mean you could argue Big J and Kurt uh -huh. and Kevin, but they're kind of Philly. Right, right, they're right. Philly really, if you yeah. want to talk about mm -hmm. it. They'd say their class was Philly. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was mean Dimitri Eddie F. That's it, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I guess you could argue Ed Helms, but mm -hmm. not really. Well, the, the the thing I always saved, it's a, it's just to give people a broad idea of it is i always say bill murray and by extension the murray brothers and if you ever heard any stories about them uh it's all true basically when i was in improv class i studied under del close before he died and del close was like the father of modern improv yeah. and also a massive drug addict and a sexist dude and you know uh he's an old man yeah. put it that way uh stuck in his ways i mean jesus Christ, the guy knew he's in a lenny bruce joke by name it's like yeah. fucking how old are you but he he He's, he taught like uh, Bill Murray. And to me, Bill Murray was the personification and mostly even the perception of Bill Murray, personification of Chicago comedy because he's so funny and so smart. Yeah. You, you, you can go in Chicago bars and discuss literature. You can talk physics. Like people are really smart there that you would never expect. And that's why I think Kyle is like that. But there's also, there's a sensitivity and he would beat your ass. All the Murray brothers were famous for always getting in bar fights. And they probably got in bar fights over like Dostoevsky. Who the fuck knew? You know? But it was that thing of being comedy at its best is in the moment. And I feel like, you know, 
I, I don't know anything about Bill Murray, but I know that guy's always in the moment. That guy's always in the pocket. And that's really it, fascinating. It's, it's, that's how we kind of all were. And it's like, like I remember hearing someone was telling me about Hannibal. He was just like, yeah, he's this really weird black comic. He has a joke about he wishes he had a silver arm. And I was like, bring me to him. You know, yeah. like, and I went to see him and I'm just like, who is this weirdo? And he was one of those guys who, that I was like, this guy is going to be bigger than any of us and i yeah. know it in my heart and look at him now dude where i'm just like because he's not only funny there's no one like him nobody you know and and i mean we were all mostly men but we were all very unique and we get into arguments very all acts. the time very very all the acts. time about not not just necessarily about like what comedy is because people kind of describe us as alt and there was an alt scene. There was a show that Matt Dwyer ran called Midnight Bible School at Second City. It was the only stand-up show in 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 uh, alt, quote unquote, or actually only stand-up show in Second City ever. And at the time, by the way, I'm saying Matt Dwyer. I think I know Bill Dwyer. Okay, well, shit, <laughs> different guys, different guys. But you know, I'm Matt Googling. Dwyer was like mostly an improv guy. I'm but Googling Matt right now. <laughs> he, he got into he got into uh, into like stand-up and stuff. And that show was definitely alt. But we weren't really alt. We were all people that grew up like loving, like uh, uh, you know, Mitch Hedberg and and, oh, yeah. and like that was Kyle's Mitch, like. See, Mitch thing. wasn't all. I guess he was technically. He's just like a weird he dude. Just was, that was what comedy was. was I mean, it was all different. You, would you ever have a, an alt comedian say what Mitch said, which is, "If I could just tour the South the rest of my life, I'd be happy." I mean, that's what he, all he wanted to do. Yeah, because he would blow up those rooms so big because he was just kind of like, "You're, you're, you're." your wise burnout weirdo and we all loved carlin we all loved like lily tomlin well, i think is that's this, you know comedy at its best is a is a when you see t a scene of too many guys doing the exact same thing yeah it's just it's like it's like we get it yeah i think new york was a lot of that to be dead honest with you when i started in new york there was a lot of guys of doing dead hooker jokes <laughs> yeah. like that was like the that was the go-to puerto rican dead hooker black right. guy like sure and so i think i, I remember going like I, you don't have to do what New York does. You can do something a little different. And New York wants you to do something different. Dude, LA, dude, I don't know if it was like this, but when you came out to LA, there was everyone doing Dane ripoffs. Oh my God. And it was Do like you remember? Because it was also one of those things where I feel like the more you enable certain people, it's not necessarily their fault. Yeah. Because there were a huge crop. It's like you broke the lock on a on a attractive man cage and they all got out. Because everybody's manager and agent were talking to their like young, good looking actors. And they're like, I can't get you anything right now. You want to try stand up? People are getting discovered out of stand up, dude. And so you had guys that were like CrossFit guys wearing friggin' bedazzled fucking, you know, true religion jeans and shit with like, you know, just enough stubble and shit. And like, they looked like they like a bad Dane clone. Uh, There's a guy that was so good looking. I still think about him today, and I wonder what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know his what, name. What happened to that dazzling he has unicorn? Such beautiful fucking hair. Yeah, and he got up everywhere because he was so good looking. Uh huh. And I and I was like, I always think, what happened to that guy? It, but what is he? What is he complaining about? Like he jizzes too much? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't where's see his what struggle. Where's his? <laughs> where's his, his struggle? Is yeah. if he had gotten up on stage, he's like, I know what you're thinking. I am fucking gorgeous. Yes, like. All you guys wonder what my days are like. Right. I'll tell you. And he was like, I just I go to spin class first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like I, that. Yeah. That you're so fucking right. Yeah. And that was what made that your scene. I mean, I, I think your scene. And I'm not even joking. Top five scenes in the world ever. You ready? Let's go. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. All right. Obviously, number one is going to be Houston. 
Yes. Houston. Oh, my God. With right. Sam Kinison, mm-hmm. Bill Hicks, yeah. Carl LeBove, uh Ralphie. R- Ralphie came out of there. Mm-hmm. Stanhope kind of came out of there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, Stanhope, I guess Stanhope is more. He, I don't know where. Stanhope's, I guess, LA, but I always got Stanhope out of there. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, but I think, he, I think he was there for a while. Rouse was out of there. Yeah. Um, Bob Biggerstaff. Yeah. And so, okay, that's probably. Oh, let's just okay. That's that's one of the scenes. Yeah, another scene has got to be San Francisco. Yeah, Patton, Hussein, mm-hmm. uh, Patch. Blank Patch. Uh, by the way, in Houston, I left out the brothers. Uh, one of which uh, died from cancer. They wrote on SNL. Uh, I'm, I'm, but they're oh, like, ugh. Oh, I, oh. I, yeah, I'm blanking myself. Um. But I'm, I, I apologize. But them. But yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you got San Francisco is going to be a big what, Wasn't Maria out of San Francisco? San Francisco, yeah. Maria, mm-hmm. uh, Marin. Yep. Um, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. We're, okay. Boston. Oh, okay, uh, so, so we, these are Boston. the big scenes. I, mean, if we're I gonna feel go, like San Francisco and Boston are tough to beat. Boston's, okay, Boston might be number one. Boston might be number one. Boston might be number one. Yeah. You know, LA and New York are separated because mm-hmm. you don't, you, they're, Everyone, and, all, and also, these are we're, we're also going for like if you want to go like all time, you all know, time, all that's time. It, that's, it got, that's could that's crazy because like you know you got like Bernie Mac out of Chicago and you know like okay hold it, on hold on hold on boom. that's where you guys win that's where Chicago is going to take the lead because when it comes to black comics if you talk yeah. comedy yeah more 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 diverse comedy probably yeah. came out of and and it's ironic because Chicago to me is the most segregated northern city. Without yeah, a doubt, easily, easily. without a doubt. I mean, Dwayne Kennedy had a bit about that. He's like, Chicago, come for the food, stay for the segregation. Dude, you know, I used and, to do riddles. Do you remember riddles? Yeah, sure. I used to do riddles. Oh, That's yeah. where I met Hannibal. Wow. He opened for me at riddles. That's amazing. And I'm telling you, mm-hmm. and I know everyone's got their own history, but I will tell you, he ate a dick in front sure, of black people. Sure. Black people did not get him that weekend. I right. don't know about in life. I know they love him now, but Wait, that weekend. It took him a minute. Yeah. And I went up pandering as fuck. Of course, I would have too. I'm fucking dancing <laughs> and fucking. I was a horrible. Yeah. Well, but so, okay, so the scenes. What? Houston, uh, Houston, Boston, Chicago, San Fran. And what was the other one we said? In New York. Is what you said. No, no, no. You can't do New York you and can't LA. Do New, York. New York and LA. Don't no, we have to leave those off. You're right. You're right, right. What am I thinking? Because everyone God. ends up going there. Of course. Houston, Chicago, San Fran, Boston. There's got to be one. I mean, Denver's got a pretty hot scene. Denver now is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Denver's got a pretty hot scene. Mm-hmm. I remember this guy in uh, Richmond, Virginia is like, I. I think you're underestimating how scene, how big our scene is. I was like, your scene sucks. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I've seen all the scenes. Yeah. Your scene fucking well, sucks. By com- you're comparable. I mean, it's... Yeah, but ever I go, there's some big... Like Atlanta. Atlanta has so much good comedy right now. DC had a pretty hot yeah. scene with, what, Mulaney, mm-hmm. uh, Berbiglia, Berbiglia, Chappelle, yeah. <laughs> Tony Woods, Donnell, Red Grant. Wow. Like, oh, yeah. Sh- oh, DC had a fucking hot scene. Yeah, for sure. Tampa scene sucked. Miami was like <laughs> mediocre as fuck. Miami was always just comics with bad habits. Yeah. Because it was such a hard a club. city of bad habits. It was such a, like you had to go out of Miami and go learn, relearn comedy and be like, oh wait, I don't have to be defensive as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm, I'm breaking balls if you're, uh, yeah, I have to say this now. Yeah, everyone has to take, I'm sure there are people screaming com- comedians names at us right now and it's like. This is a great online game we're going to play. That is a good game. Okay. We're going to pick we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start it. 
Okay. I'm going to I'm going to tell my social media let's let's take this from the top so we get a clean cut. Yeah. This is Burt Kreischer and Matt Bronger. This is for my Instagram. Top 5 scenes rank them, okay? Rank them. Boston, Chicago, San Francisco, Texas, we say Texas or Houston? I think we got to go city. So we got to Houston because if you Houston, say Texas, you also got Austin, you also Houston, got Houston. Houston and then what's our last one? DC. DC. Rank them. Top 5 comedy scenes. And rank them and explain why. Yes. Put it on my social media. We'll retweet it. Top five comedy yeah. scenes. Yeah. Rank them and defend why. Mm-hmm. I'll have my yeah. social media people I love grab it. this. No, that's fantastic. That, yeah, you had a great fucking scene. I, we, I did, and we weren't even... Well, it's like, I don't know if anyone was aware of it. You had a jealous yeah. scene. Like a scene where I won, I was jealous I wasn't a part of it. But we, when all you guys showed up, I, I never, and I was like, wow, this guy's funny. He said, who's this? So like, oh, it's TJ Miller. And I was like, mm-hmm. god damn, he's fucking great. Oh, wait, who's the guy that followed him? Oh, that's... Uh, Pete. Oh, how do they know each other? Oh, they started in Chicago. For real? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They started with Kyle Kinane. Wait, the guy with the beard? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Matt Bronger. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, my God. You should have seen, you know, Kamel came out of there and you're like, they had an Indian guy? Yeah, yeah, and By yeah. the way, I know you're not Indian, Kamel, but like. Yeah. <laughs> Pakistani. But yeah, Pakistani. I mean, it's funny you say that, though, because uh, Kamel had great jokes before he could even speak the language that well. And I'm and it made you, you say you were jealous. I was like, fuck you, man. Like he would go on stage and just th- say his thoughts and yeah. they would crush where he just talked about he grew up, you know, in a town where there was no vegetation. And so now he looks at a tree and there's no symmetry and it drives him crazy where he's like, that doesn't make sense with the two sides. Oh and like he had a bit about he had a bit about the 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 masturbation uh, Rolodex, I think, before uh you know, Ray Romano, Ray Romano. Yep. Nope. You're in it. You're in it. You're in it. Yeah. He, and, and he didn't know, you know, I don't know who said it first, but he was like, he was, he's like, uh, I'm going to butcher the accent, but he was like, uh, like, uh, and, and she, she turns, walks away, but, uh, it's too late. You're already in the Batman outfit. I mean, Catwoman. I mean, <laughs> cat, you know, it's like, <laughs> he's great. Yeah. He's a very, you know, uh, I'm, I think I'm, I'm happy for everyone's success. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not jealous of anyone. Yeah. But there are people you get super happy for their success. Yeah. Where you go like, yeah, yes. Like, well, a, like one of the good ones got through. Well, it's, it's, I mean, how awesome is it that like we know Oscar nominees who are comedians? How fucking bizarre is that? Yeah. Can I mean, you, you I you, uh, like, I mean, Jordan Peele, Jesus Christ. Like, I, I could not be happier for him. And oddly not jealous in the least, even though I'm the biggest horror fan. Yeah. Because he's a because I just never knew when I heard he was writing a horror movie, I was like, Oh man, I hope that works out. I hope this is something I hear of again. Yeah. Won an Oscar, you know? Yeah. And it's so rad. Now he's doing the new Twilight Zones. It's like, fuck yeah. Yeah. So excited. I love that creative people are allowed uh, being allowed to be creative. Yeah. Like well, I love that it's you know, so many so much of this. This is going to sound shitty, what I'm about to say. <laughs> okay. I'm just, by the way, trigger everyone, warning. By the way, you trigger should warning. know this. Everyone that listens to this podcast, yeah. they're not shitty people. No, they I don't, don't think they, they don't, are. They don't, no, but I mean, like, no, I'm just, I'm prefacing this so okay. that you feel it's safe. I'm being defensive, like, sorry. Like, people that listen, they don't call us out. They don't, okay. they don't go, hey, man, he talks shit about you on Burkcast. Right, right. Because right. if they do, I block them immediately. Yeah. And then it's no fun to interact with the podcast. Totally. And I just go, hey, man, don't, don't fucking come here if you're going to be that fucking person. Yeah. And I've said some horrific things on this podcast. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is going to sound shitty and I don't mean it to be shitty. Okay. But the freedom that the internet is allowing people and the freedom, oh, that, yeah. the freedom that we're getting, the way that uh, Joe is now 
taken whatever he wants to do and made it his own way. Rogan. Yes, of course. And, and the way that you see places like H3 Podcast and Segura doing your mom's house. Right. And the way that Segura has a voice the way he wants to have a voice. Right. Don't you almost feel bad for someone like, uh, and I'm using this, this is why I'm a f- nervous to say this, okay. but like Sarah Silverman, uh-huh. who so many times got put into the corporate cycle of like yes. development deal, right. kind of development deal, as opposed to making things. Yes. And then she made a lot of things. She made a lot of great things. Totally. But like, but like her time was spent, uh, you know, being in something about Mary or, right. or like, wouldn't have been cool mm-hmm. if, if Sarah had just been able to create day one no right and not sp- and by the way i don't mean they're shitty but like no. not spend time on snl i don't think wasting her time i don't think that's shit at all i think like, what you're talking about is cutting the middleman out yeah which like definitely what rogan has done i think the only and then you look at jordan peele and you go yeah he's found a way mm-hmm. like yeah with that, his uh monkey paw production to house. really kind of circumnavigate almost like notes like i i can't imagine way, yeah. anyone would allow him to make a horror movie mm-hmm. you know like he just found a way to circumnavigate notes and go hey guys this is what i'm doing yeah and everyone's and now things are happening so that if the, if jordan peele and i would argue if i don't know if jordan peele would have been given any opportunity 20 years ago sure. I don't, the way hollywood set up right and they would have told him what they wanted him to do right but now he gets to make what he wants to do and then such cool shit's coming out yeah i wished i wish that for the, my heroes, like, and I say heroes, I should say some guys in here, but like the people I would love more of would have been Janine Garofalo. Yeah. Um, Sarah, so I'm, dude, I'm obsessed with Janine Garofalo. Yeah, she's so great. Dude, I'm, she's so like, funny. Massive crush on her. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that she goes into financial ruin okay. so that I can take her on tour with me. <laughs> what a lovely thought. I would, I would want her, someone to go like, oh my God, uh, her, her banker got, took oh all her money. Oh my God, you guys should co headline and blow everyone's fucking minds because no one would expect it. I would love what we're talking about in terms of like bringing people together. That would do it, man. I would love to bring in and go and because I, I think I think she's so underrated. Yeah, we did a CISO um, show together, and uh, and it, and she would say she didn't do very well. By the way, I oh, wish I wish she, I could. She like hates herself, and it it, it you know. She would come to Portland, and and and, and like people would just be just worshiping her and she's still just like oh, i don't really i don't know yeah you know i mean she has a bit now where she someone's like how she's like, how old are you and she's like 21 she's like hold on and she's like gets him on stage and 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 she wants she's like i want to talk to someone who wasn't born until i got sober are you hold on you oh, know and shit. it's this thing where it's and it's so funny that she and she she's kind of bridges the gap there which she, is great she did a she did a, a bit about um I, I don't know what the thing was. I don't even know where she was going with it. But what it turned into was her dissecting uh, Alexander Burr. Uh, who's Burr? Who was our president? You mean, wait, Burr? you mean Aaron Burr? Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr who shot Hamilton. She she went through and analyzed Aaron Burr yeah. and his life. Nice. <laughs> like, it was just like... Yeah, and he was, was just such he was a, like a savage. He was like a pirate. It was such a fucking... That's so funny. And I was sitting there, but like, this is where you'd say, where you'd go back and I'd argue... Post comedy doesn't like where, where the post comedy is great because I go I don't she wasn't trying I don't know what she was doing but 
I was so entertained. Mm-hmm. I was so engaged. Yeah. And anytime a, she, I was so set up, I was so primed. Meaning anytime she did throw in a joke, I lost my fucking shit. Yeah. I was like, I'm watching a tight. It's like, no. it's almost like Brody. And I don't mean this as a disrespect to Brody. No, exactly. Like when what Brody been. will fucking. Um, Brody does what Brody wants to when do. He holds the tension, holds the tension. And then a little joke. You are fucking amazed. Yeah. Yeah. What was this? What was this? Uh, uh, I was in the Iraq war on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just throws that in. Like, what? Jesus. Dude, he. Because he's so ethnically ambiguous. It's so yeah, great. It, but I don't know what we were. Well, I don't know how we got on this. I don't know what we were talking about before this. What was this? It was a segue into Janine. Uh, we were talking I, about Kumail. I lost it too. We were talking about when people, Oscars, about people, how, yeah. people uh, we want to see more of. It. And, oh, and and uh, uh, choosing to go your own road and build your own business. The, the, point, the point that I was going to make about that is the hard thing with that is sometimes you, you have to give all of yourself. I think Joe has given all of himself. And I think he wants to. And I think that's what he wants to do, where he just wants to be Joe Rogan. He doesn't want to play John Rogan in the Joe Rogan movie. No, you know I, what I mean, and, and yeah, and where I, think- I feel like Sarah Silverman has wanted to play other characters. And I feel like if she did the, the full court press that say Joe did, she might not be getting cast in anything. Yeah, but but, but think- you're right. Here's the thing. More to your point, which I definitely agree with. You give up so much control. And it's like Kyle and I have that, had that discussion when I had him on uh, advice from dipshit. He was saying how. We were joking, like someone was like, "Hey, can?" Because Amanda will just pick calls, you know, for us to listen to, uh, uh, messages. And whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, why do you have a hatchet, Isla? Isla, why do you have a hatchet? His daughter's walking by She's the window with, with She has a kitchen. she has an axe. Hold on one She's gonna kill a chicken. Hey, why do you have a hatchet in your hand? Are we stopping? What wood? What wood? Oh God. Okay, don't. Okay, I was okay. Oh, it's still in its sheath. It's still, but that's that fucking made me panic. You so said bad. that, and they're headed toward the chicken coop. Yeah, I was like, "What am I going to see?" A hatchet, and I'm like, "Oh I my didn't god!" Expect this if at all? She beheads a fucking. She would never behead a chicken because they're her chickens. Sure, of course. But I was like, "What?" She just turned totally Darwin right in that moment. <sighs> wow, just, that fucking scared the fuck out of me. That scared. I mean, your reaction made me go, oh, "What am I about to see? This is horrifying." I think if Sarah was given an opportunity to create more, right? I, meaning just simply yeah. create more. Mm-hmm. If someone came to her, I, I think that's where. And then I, so I put it back on you. Like yep. you're someone who is, who oh, came oh, but, up independently. But, but real quick, yeah, just, yeah. to finish my point, we were, someone called in and was, and left a message. Oh, and was like, Kyle, I'm sorry. And just, I just, okay. It just said, it's, it'll take five seconds. Literally was like, where, why can't I see you guys tour together? Can I see you guys do a show in my town? And we were like, reach out to our reps. Let's make it happen. Cause we'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll split it. I'll give him more. He's more of a draw than I am. Definitely. And Kyle's like, wait a minute. I'm more a draw than you. I'm like, yeah. He's like, then I won. I'm like, you fucking won. But the way he, you know, it's not that it's competition, but he stayed on the road where I would take chunks out to be in LA to audition, to pitch, all that stuff. And it's done okay for me, but it's I probably great. would have been probably would have been better if I did the road like Segura, like you, like Kyle, you know? Well, I But I would argue I would argue yes and no. I mm-hmm. mean, I think I think uh I know that I've always been a road guy. Yeah. And then when I did give my time to Travel Channel, I was still on the road. Yeah. So I never got to live in L.A., which I would have loved. Yeah. Had I gotten the taste of living in L.A., I don't know if I'd be able to own, go back on the Do road. Do you remember seeing me in the airport in Salt Lake City? Like, you weren't drunk, don't worry. I'm not trying to call I'm you out on some sure blackout moment. No, you were, you were still shaking from having to jump off <sighs> yes, the stratosphere yep. in, yeah. La, in Las Vegas. Yeah. And it, it, I was like, oh, God, Bert. And like, I was like, I, was like I, I, I feel like, 
Bert needs a hug right now or something, yeah. but I didn't know you well enough. But I remember you were like, you're like, hey man, and I'm like, hey Bert, how you doing? I just jumped off the stratosphere. I'm I'm still fucked up. I'm like, when was this? You're like, oh, it was like two days ago. I'm still man. Oh God, dude. And and I and and you were like, where are you headed? I'm like, oh, I'm going to play wise guys. You're like, ah, oh, if I could live in Salt Lake City, so beautiful. <laughs> just take my family, just live in Salt Lake. Oh, that sounds like you went. We went. I you went to another place. I still go there all the fucking it's time. It's so beautiful. I, I love, love it. I love Utah. Yeah. So wait. So now. So then. So you got. You got into the like. Cool scene. Come to LA. Mm. Start booking stuff. Kind of it takes and, years. And but no, but start booking. I mean, by the way, when I say start booking stuff, I don't think I've ever booked anything. Like I feel like I've never booked anything. Right. Like. Trust me. Like, well, I just look. Kyle and I moved here together. We had an apartment. We tried to do stand up every chance we get. We we were hedonistic maniacs, drunks, all that stuff. But like, we kind of started. We just did it. We we do it wherever. We we play the do a set of the improv, do a set of UCB, whatever. Yeah. We started kind of getting known a little bit more from the alt stuff. But like, I put it this way: we moved to LA in two thousand three. I didn't get anything until two thousand seven. I had a job up until two thousand eight. I quit my job when I got Letterman. Uh, and and stopped doing. I was doing. I was doing commercials. Yeah. But I was always working full time. Kyle and I. We even had our last jobs, real jobs together. We were both closed captioners for the hearing impaired at a company in Burbank, where we, really? they would give us shows and we'd watch them and just you, not real time. Yeah. Those yeah, people yeah, yeah, are yeah. they're like human robots. They're insane. But we would kind of like, oh, here's the new episode of The Office or Biggest Loser or whatever, and we you know caption them out and and all that jazz. And that that job. A company called Caption Max. I'm forever grateful because they would let me leave for auditions or leave for the road. Oh, wow. I just had to make up the time later, so you'd work on weekends or whatever. You know? Oh, wow, that's actually great. It was incredible. That's it was one of those great perfect, job. perfect LA or New York jobs. Uh, and yeah, I'm forever grateful. But yeah, it's like this. This this year is the 10 year anniversary of me not having a job. Really? Yeah. Mm. So so when did when did um, what was the first big thing you booked where you were like. Um, definitely it was the one, two punch 2008. Uh, well, you know what it was? It was just for laughs when I went to, when I got to, when I was a new face. Oh, really? Was that, that, that's what broke me up when I broke me up when I went to the Montreal and did the owl joke. Yeah. That's what kind of started me getting, getting booked in clubs yeah. as, as, as a feature and a headliner. Yeah. Uh, but the first big job I got was, was, uh, 2000, 2008. I got mad TV and I got Letterman. It was like a one, two punch. I, I was in the cast of Mad TV, and then I got Letterman, and then uh, when I was when I, I when I was dumb, I, right around when I was getting ready for my Letterman thing, Mad TV got canceled. So I was on it for literally half a season, and it's still probably my biggest credit. I mean, yeah. I've been on sitcoms and shit that people don't remember necessarily, but yeah. everyone knows what Mad TV is. Mad TV is the big. It was one a the monolith, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, when I got Letterman, the day before I got Letterman, uh, my Travel Channel show got canceled. Amazing. The day before I got, I, I was doing Letterman. And was that, was Travel, the, was that your first, what was your first big one? Oh. My first big one was probably the X show. Okay. Uh, that was, that, was, was that Hurtbert? No, Hurtbert was after the X show. Okay. My first big one, <clears throat> I got a development deal with Will Smith. Uh, six months into doing comedy. Oh my God. And then I got a development deal with CBS the very following year. And the following, so a year and six months, I got my first TV show. Oh, wow. And that was the X show that ran for a year. And then that got canceled. I did a pilot for CBS and then Hurt Bird got picked up. Okay. And that, that was based off of, I had sold a different show 
and they were going in to pitch it to Kevin Riley, at, who was at FX at the time. And he was like, I'll just do the Hurt Bird show. And we were like, great. And so Fuck. we did nice. six episodes of that. And then and then I was, and then I did pilots. Like I did pilots oh, yeah. for like, uh, but this is so, and this is, I think, going back to where we're talking about, but like a, a camera came out. Uh, it was called the Canon XLR1, I think. Okay. I, I think there was a GL2 and an XLR1. Yeah. These two cameras came out. And they changed, they revolutionized the business. Okay. You no longer, um, you no longer, you could shoot on DV tape. Ah, just yes. Just smaller tape. You yeah. didn't need the big camera. And then were, it was, I bought, I bought the GL2. I think that's the name of it. I bought the GL2 that was $1,200. But the XLR1 was like $3,500, $3,000. But compared to what a camera cost, it was nothing. Uh-huh. And these DV tapes were cheap. Yes. So all of a sudden... You could make pilots for nothing. Yeah, and it looked it looked the same. And it's all about it's it's all about the the the, the visual quality and the mood. Yeah, you know, like if you can make something that feels like a television show, it's basically a television show. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck this up. I wonder if I could get I wonder if I can get someone who knows about this camera on the phone to explain it. I wonder if Scott Sands knows it. Um, oh fuck, it's not worth it. Oh fucking sorry, guys. I mean, you got to, you you're, yeah. you given the, the but, listener the general idea. Yeah, and so it made what it made was it made the possibility to start a production company. All you needed now was an Avid, a, a GL two, or an XLR one, and all of a sudden, product you could sell a show a lot quicker. Yeah, you could se- you could sell a show like Hurt Burt. Yeah, for and go. What do you think production would be? And instead of it being one hundred twenty five thousand dollars an episode, yeah, you could go. I think we can make it. We can make a pilot for like ten grand. Yeah, and they'd be like, "What?" And uh-huh. so, like, and so I started. We the pilot started being greenlit for like fifty grand. So you can make five pilots for, instead of just one pilot. Wow! And so I started getting booked. I started because I had hosted. I started paying the bills by by doing pilots for. I mean, I've did, done so many reality based pilots mm. that I I could list them off, and you go shut the fuck up. I did one. Where we searched for the world's best dancing dog, I did people. I'm not even. I did one where we searched for the world's um, uh, most unique llama. I did. I did one where I was. It was like cribs, but a game show. Okay. I did so oh, many funny. fucking pilots, and then you get paid ten grand for each. Yeah. And so I paid my bills like that for from 2000 and probably three. Till two thousand and maybe seven when I got or two thousand eight when I got Bert, hurt Bert or okay. Birth Conquer Birth Conquer Birth Conquer. Conquer was probably the biggest thing I ever got because then it was all of a sudden it was like thirteen episodes and then I got put into a deal at Travel Channel and did another show for yeah. four seasons then we did and I and I just did so many fucking shows for that that was probably the biggest thing I got and then but then like you said I looked at it and I looked at Segura's touring yeah and I was like oh, I made a mistake. And you know what? He probably looks at you and goes, fuck, I should have done what Bird did. You know? I don't, yeah, I don't know if he does. I mean, to an extent, (laughs) because it's like, look, as much as we're like, man, I should have stayed in the road. It's like, could I have without blowing my brains out or doing a ton of coke or whatever? You know, it's it's like. He's always done the road on his own thing. See, him and Push were cool being poor. Oh, yeah. That was very different than me. Like, I had a family. They were just poor. Yeah. Like, one charger to a household poor. Oh, yeah. Like, that's how that's who they are. Yeah. In well, essence. I don't know them any other well, way. And, and now, like, I I really like 
uh, I really like doing the degree of touring I'm doing, and I like being other places. If I could just not fly out of LAX, that's the only thing I'd change. Yeah. Everything else, the clubs I deal with are great, the theaters, the audiences are, 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 are fun. I love going back to some of these towns, going yeah. to new towns. How much touring you know? are you doing? I'll probably go, uh, probably go out like twice a month or so, on average. Sometimes it's a whole month. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, sometimes it's nothing for the month, but... Yeah. Yeah. Now, what would you do? What would you do? Because I would say, inarguably, you're probably one of the more talented actors, performers <laughs> out of the group. And I'm, not, I'm not even joking. Like, TJ's amazing. I mean, I, 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 that's what I started out. I've been d- taking acting classes since I was a kid. So yeah. that's one of those things that, like, it's kind of, it's kind of, and I'm only a child. So I was always like, fuck, as George Carlin says, it's all about dig me, you know, if, yeah. you're, like, if you're a class clown. <laughs> uh, uh, and so, like, I, I was I was always that anyway, and then it's like I naturally kind of got into stand up, and they've kind of helped each other in a way. But it's like I I really like when I see someone who's a really amazing actor, and I'm always just like, I mean, I can I know how to do it, but I don't know if I'm that. I think you're you know better I mean? than you think. What was Maybe. The, what was the sitcom you? I know you did This Is Us. Uh, no, I was on Up Up All Night. Up All Night. Up All Night. What was the other? Did you didn't you do Modern Family as well? No, I was in I was in Up All Night. I was on most recently. I was on Up All Night and uh, Marvel's Agent Carter. So I was oh. like I was like a scientist. It was the Up All Night show. was the one with the Christina. With the, they just had the kid. Yes, Christina Applegate, Applegate and yeah. uh, and and Will Arnett. Yeah, which uh, was one of those things that I felt in my Rudolph. I felt it was underpromoted because it was a perfect it was a great theme. Show. it was about parents who wanted to still party and i dude, feel like that's great, everyone dude, that's it was a great everyone. show it was fun. i saw the i saw the pilot there was a another show up at the time fuck i i there was another show on at the time mm. that i they were, they had sent out something for okay and i just caught it and i was like i'll check it out and i thought it was something else and I ended up watching Up All Night. Oh, really? And I was like, and I'm by the way, I'm a huge Christina Applegate fan. She's so cool. Like, I'm a ride or die motherfucker. With I just her. did a benefit at her kid's school, and when I did the show, this kid was still a baby, and now it's like walking around. It's a person, yeah. but like I, I, because uh, one of the Sklar brothers uh, goes, his kid goes to the school, and they do these. So I did a benefit, and you know, I'm just, I'm just backstage. She before the show runs backstage, and she's like, "Where's Bronger?" and like runs up and hugs me, oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, "Hi." Like it was so sweet. Yeah. Because I mean, she's someone who's always been famous, always like her whole life. Oh yeah. So it's like for her to kind of just still be like, like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I just want to say hi before everything. You know, yeah. like she's a sweetheart. I like people like that. Yeah. That, I, that, that, I, I would remember say I'm one of those people, but I usually forget people's names. <laughs> we all do, man. I'm horrible. I wouldn't run backstage for somebody. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> hey. Yeah. They're like, who are you? I'm yeah. like, I'm Bert. Yeah, you're Bert. We work together. <laughs> yeah. Wait. I'm sorry. But she's, Are you Matt Dyer or Build Wire? But it's like, I feel like neither one, neither one of us, who knows, will ever be, but whatever. But like, you know, if like, if like, like, you know, sometimes I'll do, I'll do a show and it's like Colin Hanks is just backstage. If like Tom Hanks ran backstage and was like, Bert, hi. Wouldn't you feel anointed? You'd be uh, like, if, to, if Tom, Hanks I'd feel knew like who kneeling was, as if to a king, like my liege. Like you put your sword you, on the ground. Did you see The Rock tweeted out Sebastian's special? No. Oh fuck, bro. Not that he needs that because he's killing it. But dude, good for did, him. He's just sold out the Greek last night. I, he sold it out. Sold out the Greek. Fuck yeah, dude. The Greek. I love Sebastian, man. Yeah, I've, he's I've, great. I've loved watching that guy for so long. That guy's like a ballet dancer. He's so fun to watch. He's like He's, an absurdist ballet the dancer. The Rock had him on and on his Instagram. 
and it just was video of his stand-up special. It was just him watching Sebastian. Yeah. And then uh, and then him going, uh, all he said was, this guy is the funniest guy in the world. If, if I, like, I can't go to sleep, I can't stop watching, and it's so funny. Yep. And I was like, and so, you know, Sebastian, Sebastian plays it so cool. He's like, my mom just said The Rock likes me. I made it. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. 3.7 Get- million views. 3.7 million can't, views. He can't, no, and he, he is one of those guys that can't really take a compliment really well, he can think, yeah. but he's just incredibly humble you know i think it's he's well he's just a i think he i think part of you know sebastian's one of those his his whole story about working over at the four seasons yeah and driving over to do sets in his his chef outfit or whatever yeah. selling tvs in a mall yeah crazy he's a fascinating guy he he's is. a chicago guy yeah he is. in la mm-hmm. i think by the way uh good folklore story not sure if it's accurate Started doing stand-up because he was out here to be an actor, and he bumped into a comedian, who, and he was like, how come you're never getting up early for work? And the guy goes, oh, I'm a comedian. I work at night. Sebastian's like, tell me about that. Guy told him about it, and he's like, maybe I'll try it out. Guy's name? Bill Burr. Amazing. Yeah. They live in the and same I, apartment building. I love that when people just discover their calling that way. Like, uh, you know, Bill Withers, Ain't No Sunshine, Lean On Me, yeah. the singer. Uh, he, was, it, he used to sell toilets in... Oh God, I don't know, like Detroit or something. Yeah. And he was just in a bar and a guy next to him was like, he's like, he's like talking about how he's a promoter. And he's like, he's like, Lou Rawls was late to his show and I'm paying that motherfucker. And he said, a, he said an amount, Bill Withers was like, well, I guess I'm a singer. And that's where he decided to be a singer. Cause he knew he could, he just sing songs at home. Yeah. And he's just like, mm, yeah, you make that kind of money singing? Screw toilets. Can you imagine? By the way, I just went through a, did you, did you learn that on when, after he died on the Grammys, it's like he died. Like he died, and I went through and bought his entire catalog. Wait, they, Lou Rawls? No, no, no. Because uh, Bill Withers is alive, I think. Still, I got. Did Bill Withers die? Uh, by the way, the only reason I say this is I bought every Bill oh, Withers Jesus. album because he, I they, didn't even know he died. Uh, he died. Ready, Bill Withers. Bill Withers. He's. I think he died two years ago. No, it looks like he's still alive. Yeah. Nope. You know, his wife died. Oh. Wait. Hold on. Bill Withers, born. No, he's still alive. Wait, why did they do a Bill Withers thing on him? He wrote, Lean on Me, Ain't No Sunshine, Use Me, yep. Just the Two Ooh, of Us, yep. Lovely Day, uh-huh. Grandma's Hands. Yep. Dude, I they did a thing on him. Oh, he was anointed into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2015. Okay. That's what I saw. That's what it is. And, what and, and I went and I bought every Bill Withers album. Yeah. Because I was like, this the guy's best. a fucking amazing. Yeah, he's the best. Like yeah. people on my thing, they're like, Burkheiser told the machine story. They're not going to have nine of them. <laughs> like fucking nine of them. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I got to get to work. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like you, like you have the podcast? What other content... Would you be interested in producing and making and distributing like, like, cause I'm always fascinated by like, like say you get your compound, your Joe Rogan compound, right? right? Yeah. What do you make in that compound? I I would love to produce independent films uh, to possibly be in, possibly not uh, to, you know, uh, nurture uh, up and coming writers and also get my stuff out there. I would love to have a non-scripted division because I have 
plenty of ideas there. What would you do non-scripted? Well, I have one right now that I'm taking out that's about what I do. Basically, what you do with your time on the road. And it wouldn't focus on my stand-up. It wouldn't focus on... It would have a little bit of element of what I do, which I always search out. I find the best coffee place. I find the place where everyone says to eat. And I go to those places and I just hang out and I talk to people. And I find out about the town and what the town's going through. And on that, I do a little bit of Googling. There are volunteer searches you can find. And I'll go and I'll devote a couple hours during the day and just help out and sometimes it's putting yep sometimes it's like it's putting uh boxes of diapers on a truck um i give i usually don't do this in la but i give platelets pretty regularly i have a scheduled one tomorrow because meals to the homeless no no my blood basically (laughs) my uh Blood to the homeless. I cut my arm open, put it right in the guy's mouth. Hang on, guys. Uh, it's, it's fine. He has no teeth. He's sick. He sucks all the blood out. Yeah, it basically, it's it's a thing that helps kids with cancer. And I have a positive blood, and that's the blood they need the most, generally speaking, from what I understand. Or that might just be what they tell me. But what they do is they, yeah. they put a, a, a needle in each of your arms, and you sit there in a, in a bed or a, like a chair, and you watch a movie. You pick a movie. And you basically because oh, they, they it takes an, it takes about an hour and a half to two hours because they take some of your blood out they spin out the white blood cells and they put your blood back in so the plus is the minus is it takes forever and you have a needle in each arm for that long but the plus is you leave and you don't feel anywhere near as diminished as you do when you just straight up give a couple, couple pints of pints of blood really? I, you just give your white blood cells because that's their kids with cancer their bodies can't manufacture white blood cells anymore and they just need constant transfusions to fight the disease because they're going through things like chemotherapy and other treatments which are witheringly punishing on your on a human adult body to say nothing of a child's so that's just something that i know i can do that i kind of do and really the crux of the show and i this how i've i've pitched it i i haven't started the pitching process yet i'm still trying to uh, attach certain studios or whatnot but um the one that people keep pushing back on is like, I only do this to make myself feel good. You know, (laughs) I want to help people, but it's like, I feel like I am so fucking lucky to get to do what I love for a living. And it sounds schmaltzy, but like to know the people that I know to, to be in this fraternity slash sorority, whatever you want to call it of people who are comedians, the fact that people go, Hey, that guy's a comedian. Yeah. And you and me are undeniably comedians. Oh, and it's to, my favorite thing I've ever earned in my life. Yeah. And just to be able to have uh, a house and a family and be able to pay my bills from that. It's just one of those things that I'm forever grateful for. So it's like, if I have this free time, I don't do it all the time. There's some weekends I'm like, fuck the world. I'm eating chili dogs. It's Columbus. And I'm getting drunk every night, <laughs> yeah. you know, but there are those ones where I'm just like, ah, I got some time. What do you guys do? What's the thing? You know, and it's really, it's funny. You mentioned doing political things. It's really rarely political. It'll yeah. be like, you know, uh, just, just, just helping, like I said, load a truck or, um, you know, helping coordinate something with a youth center or whatever kind of thing like that. But it's like you, it, it's, but it's a lot like if they were like, Hey Bert, can you work on this, uh, this movie for no pay? And you're like, I will give you four hours. The end. Like it's yeah. a lot like that. I have a hard out. Yeah. I don't have a hard out. You need more, more boxes loaded. I could give a shit. Yeah. I have to, I have a show guys, guys. Yeah. I have to get changed. I have to take a shower, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I helped load a box or two. Please. I'm, I'm out. Guys. I'm exhausted. I'm fucking I'm not exhausted. a real man. Yeah. Here's 20 bucks. Can I just yeah. leave? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, that, that show would be cool to watch you. That show would be just it, the more, cause it's like, anytime I go, I'll just like crack wise at these centers all the time. Yeah. It's just, it's fun just mess with them and like I, I was like I'm always like oh 
this would be a good thing to get on camera you yeah, know yeah. I mean? to have that and then you know have that element of insomniac david tell one of my probably top five favorite comedians of all time Easily. and one of the best shows of all time there's that element as the credits start rolling i'm in a bar with all the volunteers because they came to the show yeah. you don't ever see the show just like insomniac but like we're all hanging out talking shit yeah and like they get to have they get to get drunk eat some chicken wings whatever because they great. they're doing they're doing the lord's work you know as they say fuck so that that's my big one i want to take out pretty soon and then other than that i got the new special that's basically coming out like gaffigan's did on everything are you did so, you do it with volkweiss uh, i did yeah oh, fuck that's gonna be huge hopefully yeah yeah that's that mm -hmm. uh i'm fascinated with what can you talk about with how that is being released it because i know that segura hit me up and was it's, like it's guaranteed on uh a couple major streaming platforms including amazon Okay. It won't be on Netflix. It won't be on any of the other, the, any of the cable bigs that usually do specials, but it'll be, there are like thousands of outlets that just people want to flip through and see stuff you don't think about like airplanes or, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, uh company based stuff. Uh, now, of course, Apple music, yeah. or it'll be on it'll be, or, or Apple, all that jazz. Well, the so, one thing I got to say is that Volkweiss has changed the game with how specials are made. Absolutely. And, I mean, I think. Well, most, and, I, and I, this one, I, I had an hour that was burning a hole in my dick. Like, you yeah. know how that is, where you're just like, yes. enough. I, I got to dump this. It's like having to take a shit or, you know, I, this baby. Yeah. I've had this baby in me for 12 months. Enough. And you're like, I, I, listen, we either get, I either get rid of the material and it dies. Right. Or we put it on a special because I've got all my next hour is already burning a hole. Exactly. In my exactly. Yeah. So I, the, the, the 10th anniversary of Bridgetown, I, I grabbed a, an ex porn theater and I hired an entire crew and I shot the whole fucker myself and I paid for the editing and the, and everything. Really? And I just brought it to them and they were like, and literally every network I, I went, I brought, brought it to went Gaga, but they just didn't have any room, which I get. Yeah, you know, yeah. but I, well, I took it's, it. It's, it's not I took too, it to Comedy Dynamics, and we partnered. So not to, not to trigger warn any mm -hmm. alt right uh, listeners of mine, <laughs> but like it, it, because this will make you crazy. But uh, there's not a lot of space for white guys. Not unless you're massive. Unless yeah. you're unless you're incredibly incredibly popular, which I totally understand. I do, and I don't. I do, yeah. and I'll tell you why I don't. Okay. Only because um, I think what is. I think what you got there is, is diverse, number one. I, I don't right. think you right. putting up a lot of similar specials is beneficial to anyone. Sure. Including the ones doing them. There might be a lot of right. white guys doing comedy. There are a lot of white guys doing comedy very similar. But right. there are some ones doing it very different. Mm -hmm. But just simply to say we can't put white guys on our <laughs> uh, on our network anymore. Yeah. Uh, but whatever service that may be. Yeah. I, I, it isn't technically representative of how comedy is done. Right. Because there, proportionally, mm -hmm. there just happens to be... I don't know why. It's like a well, calling... Here, here I'll, I'll, give you an I'll give you an example. Of I mean, how, look at the how, ones how, that started with you. Not one of you guys is similar. Yes. No, that's absolutely and true. And so you shouldn't be in competition with any be, of you uh, just yeah. based on your skin color. But, you know, it, it, the thing is, we tend to center on, on Netflix, obviously, because they are the big dog in town. Well, I have no problem and with Netflix. No, they, they're they're very, the best. They, <laughs> but he, he, here's the thing. I will say people shit on Netflix for that because people say they're doing that. And it's like, no, they're not a, com a comedy company. Do you understand? No, yeah. They're not even a TV company. They're a technology. And they basically... The stream around the world. Around the world. And so... Uh, when Kyle Kyle said this to me, he's like, he's like, he's like, if they, if and and he he was like, I learned by talking. Cause we know people that work there. I know yeah. people that work on every level in Netflix that work in the executive level. And uh, put it for th this way: 
like a guy you've never heard of from Malaysia. They book him. He's funny, but they book him. They make him, they give him a special because they don't have inroads in Malaysia as much as they'd like. And he will forge that trail for them kind of thing. And I feel like a lot of the trails have already been forged, but now they're basically when they're going into 15 minute ones, half an hour ones, well, the, what, what they're doing ones. with the half an hour ones are fascinating. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. What is it? They do? It's like 250 specials drop on one day. Something. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Like, by the way, but I think yeah. it's awesome. And I, mm -hmm. I know Dalia's doing it. Swartzen's doing it. Yeah. Uh, Neil. Well, and, and I, I submitted for that half hour and it was that thing where it was like, they were like, I was definitely on the list. You know, I know the people that book over there. Yeah. And, but it was that thing where they just had the idea of like, oh, we're going to do the worldwide half hours. Look. If we have the Olympics of stand-up comedy, I'm not going to be on that basketball team. I'm not going to be Pippin. First I'm not going to be anybody on that everyone team. Everyone on that just list by popularity. is people who either A, deserve yes. another hour right. or deserve their first hour. Without a without, doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. So it's like, I didn't see that list and go, fucking assholes. And by the way, it's all you know, people I think that will bring people to the platform. For sure. Like, and that's that's what it comes down to, where people keep thinking they're, those people are sitting up there looking at you know, white guy, white guy, white guy. No, they're looking at numbers, numbers, this numbers, that it's numbers. a very different algorithm. And it'll be, it'll, you know, you know, come back around. It's like, you know, like you mentioned like a, like a, like a bro, like to me, Tim Dillon is so much like a bro, but yeah. the fact that he's gay, yeah. you know, gets him a little bit into that diversification thing. But dude, if that guy was gay or not, he's fucking hilarious. So it's like there, it's people that argue that it's just like, oh, they just don't like white guys. It's like, I mean, no, that's not yeah. that's not true. I, I think we do need a lot more diversification of viewpoint that's yeah. not based on anything but viewpoint. But it's like for now, for this year, maybe next year, you know, it's like it's going to be it. it, it no one really knows what they're doing. That's the hard and fast rule of, stand, of, of, of show business. Yeah. No one knows shit. Everyone's still kind of, you know, learning. There's going to be a little bit of uh growing pains if they're you know they're trying to uh uh make diversity happen a lot more. i have no problem with i have no problem with diversity mm -hmm. like i literally like i watched uh a korean comic who doesn't speak english i watched his special the other day oh you did yeah of course oh, with the subtitles yeah why wouldn't i yeah, yeah like, sure, sure. part of me goes and then i and halfway through i'm like who the fuck is young me fat like yeah and then i was like oh he's an old dictator oh okay this makes a lot more sense nice nice but then i started That's going funny. like like but i i like i i it's the same thing we go back to with lindy west i like hearing other viewpoints i yeah. like other points of view i mm -hmm. watched uh ashling b i watched her oh yeah uh, she's great yeah i watched her she's a nice person uh, too yeah she really she's a really great person people on my podcast hate her guts but she was a really <laughs> <laughs> she had. Oh, a, hey, I mean, look, she had a huge backlash. She's on riding podcast. that shit. She's in the fucking new like Paul Rudd movie or yeah, something. She's the. I, she, me, and her texted back and forth yeah. after we did my podcast because uh, it was, but it was fine. But she got a lot of shit from. I'm not. People don't obviously don't hate her. But she got a lot of shit from my fucking listeners personally, but like only share between me and her. Like, what she say she hates American football or something? No, I'm she joking. Did, she said she didn't like the comedy store, which is like oh, almost sure. worse. Sure, but I mean. <laughs> fuck man sometimes i don't i mean i yeah. i love that play but that's my gym yeah i had a friend of mine who is like a big wig at caa i'm not at caa but yeah. you know he's he he helps with careers and he's a good dude but he was like about to leave and he's like are you going up he's like he's like oh, i'm gonna go i'm sorry i'm like oh like i want you i want you to watch me lift weights that's yeah. what I'm doing in there. I'm working I would, out. I would love. I'm working out. I would love if they put, if they had one night where they banned all industry. Yeah. 
I would love that. Totally. Because that's, way, where that's we, the one night th- you'd th- murder and you'd we, want them of, there. Of course, because you're so relaxed. But it's, look, man, when when Mickey Cohen owned that place, it was called Ciro's, he would murder people in the basement. He yeah. would take them in the basement and murder them. Yeah. That's why it's, it's most, one of the most haunted buildings in Hollywood, which is saying something. You know how many murders and suicides <laughs> we've had? Like, that that building is cursed. <laughs> which is it's not for nothing something. that all the walls are painted black. It's yeah. like a dark pit of hell sometimes she didn't say she hated the store she just said there needed to be more diversity and literally no one had her back like all the women that were at the store hated so her true, and it was though. like so it was and i, an I felt bad because but i also didn't, adam's doing such a good job adam's though. doing a great job yeah and and i felt bad because i didn't defend adam right i didn't defend any of the women that work there yeah i didn't I was doing this thing that I had heard worked in today's society where I listened to people as a <laughs> fucking white male. It works. I listened. Sure. And I heard her point. Yes. And I didn't argue back. And a lot of people I got mean, mad at me. And, and a lot of people got mad that's at her. Fine. And I was like, I was like, but I watched her special. So yeah. I watch, I watch well, everything and, that and, comes and, out. And the problem with the comedy store is they put up maybe 25 comics a night and every comic in the entire world wants to play that club. The entire world. Like it is legendary. And the, and the biggest and, problem is that the greatest comics in the world all enjoy working there as well. And they'll just drop in. Yep. They'll just drop in. And it's like, I, the first night I performed there, I got bumped by, and by the way, I'm not shitting on this, but I got jumped by, bumped by Judd Apatow, uh, sure. Daniel Tosh, um, and uh, one other big name. And that's, and like, and you, and by the way, I mean, just to put this in perspective, I have a I have a healthy ego, but I'm I'm also very aware of where I am in the business. Yes. And when it's your first night performing as a paid regular, yeah. And you've been in the business 19, 18, maybe I guess seventeen years at the time. You've had two specials. You've been on TV for seven years. You've done a number. Like you feel like you have a career, and you just watch people who you cannot deny take your spot from you not in a dick way but just in a hey man i gotta get home kind of way yes and and you know that universally there's nothing you can say about this yeah trust me it fucks with your ego look i always get like 11 o'clock spots yeah i haven't i don't I think I, I, i've ever gotten a before 11 in terms of the in terms of the, OR, By the, way, the original it's monday room. it's monday we and should definitely call it for our reveals. yeah right we should <laughs> i haven't called in yet but it's but like you know i don't give a shit that ali wong is at nine it's like, no, she's a fucking superstar. And no. her, I mean, to say nothing of how funny she is, but her draw is bonanas. It's insane. Yeah. Like the amount of people she can just, she could just like post on Twitter. Hey, I bet she could be like, I'm playing the Greek tonight. They said I could have it. She'd at least half fill that shit. Just word oh, of mouth. Well, probably yeah, fill it. Yeah, oh, she'd within, probably sell it out. Within 24 hours, she'd sell it out. Yeah. Within 24 hours, yep. it'd sell out. And no it's, and it's like, so it's like, I'm not gonna, you know. By the way, by the way, all those guys who say women are funny, go see Ali Wong. Fuck yeah, Dude, that's perfect. Go yeah. see Ali Wong. I mean, she really is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, she is. And I knew. I remember seeing her in San Francisco and being like, "Who is this demon?" I really? Was like, oh man. I was like, wait until they figure out a way. It's always that a way to sell this person. I don't know who's gonna do it, but if someone could crack the code, and there's still people that I'm like. Yeah, it's like I'm still trying to figure out how how to sell me. You know what I mean? I think we we're all everyone's trying to figure that out. But it's like so when someone gets it so perfect, where it's like, oh my god, Tiny Ali Wong did a special for Netflix, pregnant as fuck. That shit's gonna that's gonna go like sliced bread. That's gonna be bigger than pretzels. Like that shit will be it. And it's I love it. I love when someone they when they someone just cracks it. 
yeah. whether it's them or their friends' idea or their reps or something. And then you, and you go, like you you doing your special with no shirt on, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, well, no, it's perfect. It's so funny. That's a, that's that's a uh, th- what is it? That's a four year perfect in the making. Sure. Showtime hated the concept. Everyone hated the fucking premise. Like yep. everyone's like, and I was like, I'm sorry. This is just how I do it, dude. I mean. I will say this for like uh, uh, Netflix's kind of like let's try weird ideas. They put your belly on the poster, and everyone said that was the dumbest idea. Yeah. That's a perfect poster. Yeah, Ali Wong. Can you imagine like at, at least like like even as short as like three years ago, I could see every executive being like, "How pregnant is she?" Hmm. Some yeah. men are very turned off by that. Can I tell you? Some men. I was in a meeting. you know I was in a meeting. I'm sure that idea got shot down right when I got my offer for the special. I was in a meeting. And they were like, I don't know if I'm rep by the same people Ali Wong is, but anyway. But they uh-huh. were like, they were like, uh, so the, I mean, the, I think the number one question is, you're you're doing it shirtless, right? And I was like, well, yeah. And they're like, oh, thank God. And I go really, and they're like, can I tell you a secret? And I was like, oh yeah. And they're like, Ali Wong's pregnant again. And I was like, wait, she's shooting her special in like two months. And they're like, I know. And man, let me tell you something. Google trends that shit. Ali Wong's last special is bigger than anyone's special that came out. I love that it. is the nut when when she went her last special is fucking massive. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is a I look at her, I look at her in a way like almost like you do a superhero because I go, yeah. You know what she does? And I don't know if I'm accurately portraying this, and I don't want to say anything negative. Like I don't hope anyone, no one perceives anything bad. But she goes, uh, I'm on tour for like three months, and then I'll see you guys next year. And then she spends time with her kids yeah. and raises her kids and does it. spots at night. Yeah. And I go, fuck. Yeah. I'll see. I mean, I remember her. I remember her going like, I don't, it was like probably like, like April, I guess. And she was like, this, this is a great tour. I'll see you guys next year in 2019. And I was like, huh? I was like, wait, huh? How do I fucking, oh God, yeah. get me to that fucking place in life. Oh and, shit. And this is someone who like, I remember back in San Francisco, she had a bit where like you ever see someone do a bit that you're like oh my god that's that I could never say that's darker than holy sh- than I yeah. that she had a she had a bit where she's like um or she had a boyfriend once who wasn't sexually adventurous enough I'm gonna butcher the joke but she's like <laughs> I wanted to try anal sex and he didn't want to do it and I I said if I fucking put on Craigslist that an Asian twenty something wants to have anal sex I would break the internet <laughs> it would die the internet would crash. And oh. she screamed that. And I was like, oh, who is this? Yeah. You know? I mean, just she's always had the biggest balls. You know? She's always been so yeah. gutsy. I love she's, it. I love what she wears on stage. By the way, now I'm dissecting this, which is super unhealthy. But the other day is like, she wore shorts, shorts, a t-shirt, and like little boat shoes on stage. Yep. And I was like, I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah. fuck yeah. I've always been a fan of like, Sarah will wear sweatpants and a sweatshirt uh-huh. on stage. Yeah. And like, like I always Whitney felt bad like for women that a, wore like really sexy tight stuff. Yeah. I was like, how do you? I get it for your special. I get it for your special. Yeah, don't like listen. if you're just working shit out. But even now, I'll like I'll see like Amy Schumer like do a, like a special in like a giant theater in heels. Yeah, which I remember. To uh, Chris Rock nailed it. He was talking. He was talking about hosting the Oscars and talking to uh, Steve Martin. He's like, you know, a lot of it is just your shoes. Your shoes have to feel good on that stage. Dude, if you're about to play a giant theater. You know, it's like you walk out there in your show shoes and you run around and you're like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what this feels like. I'm ready for what this feels like when this shit is packed with maniacs. You know, with heels, I wouldn't wear heels just like not that I have experience, but it's just 
I can't imagine. Dude, I, I, I'm very particular about what shoes I wear on stage. And right oh, yeah. now I'm wearing dad as fuck shoes. It's, they're so bad, but they're really comfy. Are they comfy. Burt Kreischer uh, signature Skechers? <laughs> yeah, they're the ones that you roll back and forth. You deal with Skechers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're Merrells. <laughs> nice. Slide on Merrells. Oh, yeah, that's No, nice. no, they're uh, these Nike A... Uh, Pegasus ATT. Oh, Pegasus. Those are oh, they're the coolest shoes. Those are good. But then one day I was on stage and someone goes, uh, and I love them. I love them because I ran them by Delia, and Delia's like, oh, dude, those those those, those shoes are fire. Yeah, or whatever fire. he whatever he D- says. Yeah, he's he's a good they're one to dope. check with. Funches is a good one to those check with. Those are lit as fuck, bro. Yeah, bro. And so tight, um, tight shoes, I was like, cool. Bro. And then one day this mom goes, you know what I love about you? Your shoes. And I went, oh, thank you. She goes, they're like dad shoes. And I went, no, they're not. No, hey. I, was like, I was like, no, you're looking at a dad wearing them and all of a sudden they don't look cool. I'm like, I'm taking cool clothes and making them look bad? Yeah. So I was like, Me too. fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. Um. So wait, we should probably, how, how long have we, have we been doing like, over Whoa, two and a half okay. hours. We should probably get, wrap this up. Okay. Um, where are you on? Where are you, where are you on the road coming up? Uh, I'm going to be in Toronto for the my Please Hold Me tour starts. Wait, wait, wait! I got to ask you about Bridgetown before we leave. Okay, great. Because I've been fascinated by that. Sure. And not just because I've always wanted an invite. I've just been fascinated. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it's I've, it's it's funny. We talk about the white straight white male thing. We have yeah. an allotted number that we have to we that we usually don't try to go go for above. Real. And I fo- I fought. Everyone loves you. Uh, I've fought for you. We've we. I think we reached out to your reps once, but the the price was too high. I should have just called you or something. Should have just but, called me. I've but it's like you know, I've had people like Berbiglia uh, and Schwartzen who like wanted to do it, but it's like they can't burn Portland. And I'm like, I get it, man. You know, you yeah. can't burn Portland for the year when they, you know, Schwartzen's playing the fucking Schnitzer. You yeah. know, where my my prom was in the lobby. So how um, did how did you start that? That I used to. There's a there's a comedy club there that I would play on and off, but. I just wanted to go back to Portland more. And so I would basically book my friend book bands and the bands would start at 10. And so I was like, can I have the eight to 10 slot? And she was like, yes. And so I would make a deal with her. And then Andy Wood started coming to the show and he would say, can I open for you? And I was like, yeah. And then him and uh, a guy named Kimberly Brady basically were like, uh, should we start a comedy festival? I was like, yeah. And for the first four or five years, my whole job was asking my famous friends to do it to give it more legitimacy and to see if they do it for cheap, you know, yeah. friend rates, which I'm not in love with. I kind of hate, but um, from then on, I would look at tapes. I would invite people that I, that would open for me to submit. And it just, it started from put it this way. Our first year, our big celebrity uh, tent pole act was Tig Notaro. And this is how knee jerk progressive Portland. Well, I'd say the, the Willamette week was, which we've had, you know, on again, off again, relationships with like, I mean, they're fine, but they're, they're kind of like uh, a weekly newspaper along with the Portland Mercury. Portland Mercury was always very supportive. Weekly, we had to like, in, in Oregonian, we had to like legitimize ourselves. But anyway, they were like, can we get an interview for Tig? And the, and the interviewer was like, great. She's an up and coming lesbian comedian. And Tig was like, I don't want to talk about being a lesbian. And they're like, then no interview. It's like, fuck you. And so, like, I always bring that up in terms of how hard it was for us to get any press. Wow. Yeah. And then, but now, you know, six years in, I mean, now it's 10 years. It's it, We're on a hiatus now. And it, it should come back, but I don't know. It's it's everyone else who, who produces. You took, did you take a year off? Uh, well, yeah, but, but it was it was more it was more because, look, I made a choice to never make any money from the festival uh, because it would kind of delegitimize me because I play it every year. It's like, yeah. I don't want to do that. That's that's gross. But 
everyone else who does make a portion of their living from it, we're not making a great living. And so if we got like a massive sponsor, you know, like when we did that Las Vegas festival, they had Zappos. Yeah. If we had something like that, a major company uh, that could pay all the bills and also pay those people for their time watching thousands of hours of tape, you know, watching people send in because we got so many submissions. So how did it work? You had you had headliners. Yeah. You, we had headliners. How many days did the festival last? It was like, uh, the, the whole thing is about three or four days. It was like Friday okay. through Sunday. Okay. Yeah. And so you had headliners for each night. Yep. And then you had open mic nights, or not open mic, but like uh, New Faces type shows. Yeah, New Faces. We had one show that was a, that anyone could sign up that was constant rotation that never stopped, that was in a bar. And so you'd go in there, you never knew what you were going to see or yeah. who was going to drop in. Uh, but for the most part, the whole formula is get like famous people to get asses in seats. And once they were there, show them people that were worthy of their time. So we were very hard on on up and comers in terms of like judging who was who was who was at the qual who was at the level yeah. you know to really because you know for a couple first couple of years it was real trial and error you'd go really? to a show and be like oof everyone here is real green they'd never been in front of an audience oh, as really? much well not never but like yeah. it took some doing to kind of know how to mix up the thing where it was just. And I kind of learned to stop trying to get myself into like the better, sh what would be a more fun show with more of my friends and be like, no, just throw me all over the place. And we also learned to concentrate where the shows are. And that's where I feel like a lot of festivals like High Plains learn from our mistakes. Like you go to High Plains Festival, you can walk to all the gigs. You have What's one badge. What's High Plains? You can go uh, High Plains Comedy Festival in Denver. Okay. That started by like the, the Growlix guys, the guys who did that show, Those Who Can't. Um, know. You don't know those guys? Oh, they're, they're they're the best. I only know Adam one Clayton, guy, Clayton Holland and uh, Andrew Orvidal. Um, and I think I know one of the guys. Maybe was it? There's one guy I just love out of Denver who's a big gay guy who drinks beer, but uh, but he doesn't doesn't look like a gay guy. Okay, but I think he's just fucking. I wanted to say it's John Roy. It's not John. Roy. Not John Roy. It's not John Roy. No. But that's his name. Sounds like that. Ben. Ben Roy. Ben. Well, ben, ben Roy is in is in is in uh, Growlix, but he's skinny and he's sober <laughs> and he's in oh, punk that's bands. Not him. I yeah. know Ben Roy then maybe. Mm -hmm. I know Ben Roy, but there's also a big gay guy that I loved. Mm. I, I fucking I watched him do stand up. I just thought he was hilarious. Okay. But anyway, yeah, that, yeah. Okay, so keep so going. so 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 yeah. So they we put all the the things close together and try to keep the the badge price pretty low, you know. And so people would it it, it became like a yearly thing. Everyone in Portland looks looks forward to. You know, so when do you think you'll re redo it's it? It's really up to everybody else. I'll do it. I'll do it next month. Meaning, I don't care. meaning, meaning, every all the other people that put it together. Yes, it's really. A, it, we really want to create get a sponsor in place that will uh, make it worth all their times. You know, all the people that are really doing the nuts and bolts, like Andy. It's yeah. kind of Andy's baby. You really? know, it, Andy and I are partners on it, but it's Andy's done far, far more work on it than I ever did. Really? I've watched some. I've watched a bunch of submissions, but like, Jesus, the amount of you know people, you know that 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 put in all their time. But it was, you know, it's still a, it's still a uh, a thing I'm really really proud of for doing. It's it's one of the, I, I would say it's. I mean, I'm sure I'm wrong about this, but if my in my recollection in stand up, mm. it was the first festival that was like grassroots festival yeah we we pretty much were that were that that were just kind of from the ground up and 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 everything came after that um and the thing you see moon tower high plains um yeah. uh riot in la i mean it they all were kind Skanks of Fest. after us yeah skanks fest is a, a really oh, man. fun i looked at that that looked great i did it last year 
I want to do, I would like to put together either a cruise or a festival in Florida. Yeah. Like a Clearwater Festival where I... That's awesome. Where I just rented like four houses on the beach uh, for my friends. Nice. And then and then doubled us up, you know. Let, sure. And we all stayed together mm-hmm. and then put on a festival in Clearwater Beach, like That's right great. by the Scientology Center. Oh my God. And so like there's a little theater right across the street. And then just each of us take, you know, do it for a weekend. Each of us take a night yeah. where we're headlining, but everyone's doing more and then... But it, but it's one of those things that it's like you got to really be passionate about. Yeah. It. Well, one thing, uh, like I don't know if you know the the Max Fun guys, but they're like a they're like a podcast network. He did a thing where uh, he did a cruise. He did a cruise, but it was uh, it was in theater on the boat, so we all got like. Uh, uh, rooms and all that jazz and all the fans could come and hang out in this one area but you'd also go to the rest of the boat so you don't have to deal with the whole boat is rented oh I want to deal with the whole boat you do I want to deal with the whole boat okay I'm just saying that's yeah. an option I just want the I was on whole one of those. fucking boat I want you to have the whole boat too don't get me wrong I'm not yeah. trying to I'm not trying to low boat you here yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I would I would I would want to do I, I need to be much bigger I need to be Sebastian size yeah that's ultimately it. I mean, you're getting there, man. Oh, no. I think. Let me tell you something. If I announced the Greek, I could announce it oh, a year wow. out, and I'd still sell just the but first 200 already seats. was just getting, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there from his two specials before that wave really kicked in, you know? And I mean, Sebastian's whole thing is that he is incredibly Italian-American, and so he's yeah. already got this massively built-in demographic of people who want to see their culture reflected and so defined. Like yeah. his his thing is 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 so defined in that regard, you know, and from a a modern man's perspective, yeah, which is great. Um, uh, that's awesome, man. So wait, where are you coming up? Where are you? Where, what's what's? I have the my the my tour, the Please Hold Me tour starts uh, in uh, let's see September twenty third in in Toronto, the JFL forty two. That's really fun. Yeah, I've, I haven't done the Toronto one. I've done oh, the Montreal it's like great. seven it's times. Fucking great. I'm psyched. It's I'm so psyched. much more fun. There's no pressure. There's no one there. Nice. Meaning like there's no like it's not industry heavy it's uh-huh. just fun as fuck they've got a nice little when i did it they had a nice little room everyone partied in afterwards oh, it's great it's really great nice no, i'm yeah. psyched for that and then i just have you, you go to mattbronger.com all my dates are up there um yeah. and the podcast which you're coming on yep advice from a dipshit with matt bronger uh independently produced and uh we're getting a bunch of uh let's see kyle canane's gonna be coming up uh we just had open mike eagle on there jen kirkman Dude, i just went to an open mike eagle spiral oh did you yeah just fucking like i love his, that guy he said something. Someone he said something online, and I was like, "Wait, I keep hearing his name." Yeah, and I clicked in, and I was like, "Oh wait, I didn't realize what the fuck this was." Yeah, like I'd always just thought I literally thought he was some open micer. No, and no, I, he's a rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a rapper. Yeah, he's a rapper. That he's a gave himself that name. Friends with uh, Hannibal. Yeah, yeah. Well, him and uh, Baron Vaughn uh, sold the New Negroes on Comedy Central. It's a show with like up and coming black comics. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's fucking great. Yeah. So he's and he's Chicago he's, guy he's, too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. God damn you Where's guys. Yeah. All right. Well, we're but, gonna um, we're gonna make sure everyone does the challenge. Mm-hmm. Rate the top five scenes or whatever it was yes, called. Yes, forgot already. Oh, can I read the the phone number for calling in for? Oh, if they fuck want it? yeah. Because I think some of your callers might like to, you know, and write this down so we can do it at the beginning too. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because like I went on, I got so many great calls from Tom and Christina, and like oh, they I can they can. Did. I'm sure some will call in and ask. They will, they'll want advice from you. Oh. But I don't know if they'll make the. We only do like four calls an episode, and you edit so them, we'll right? See. You ain't meaning like you you screen them. Oh, she screen. There's so many I don't hear. Okay, good. So many. She's, <laughs> she my my producer has two clients. Hey Bert, why are you a fat fuck? Me. She has me and this lady who is just this like 
a monster of industry yeah. of, of, of bit who's going to, she's going to be having Kevin Hart on her podcast and like Kevin James, these massive people. Yeah. And that's all she has. So she has, she's a genius of podcasting. So she'll, she'll, she's like, she knows she gets ideas yeah. all the time. So she's definitely screens like, don't like, this is never making it. But when she, she watched her special. She loves it by the way. Oh, nice. And was like, and she's like, Oh, I got some calls. I got some calls for Bert. Oh, good. So good. we'll get ones about family, about partying, about, you know, why I'm so fat. <laughs> so what's the number? Okay. So it's three, two, three, seven, six, three, zero, two, two, eight. That's my number. Just kidding. <laughs> But thanks for having me on, man. This Dude, was a this joy. is a blast, man. This yeah. is a fucking what is it? Two and a half seamless hour podcast. We got into some shit. Dude. I did not expect it. Dude, it's perfect. It was, it I feel like I feel like we talked about comedy. We talked about we talked about how people should listen. Mm-hmm. I think is mostly what our message should have been. Yeah, we got the comedy scenes, the Bridgetown. I don't think I don't think there's anything. Literally, I'm so glad I brought up Bridgetown because I was yeah. I've been fascinated by that. Well, and you know what? I, the, the thing that I thought of that I forgot to say that I, there was a book I had. It was called Tax, Taxi Driver wisdom and there was a line and i think this is true of comedians because we only work like an hour a night because and all we do is watch people yeah uh uh like uh taxi drivers taxi driver said the whole thing is quotes from actually taxi drivers and he goes i see everything that's going on because i'm never looking for a parking space so it's like with comedians we see everything going on because we don't have to you know answer to anyone we don't have to go to these jobs so it's like we are dipshits we are fucking machines scumbags yeah. maniacs but like we see more than you understand than you than you know and we have an understanding of the human condition that's so it's like fucking brilliant. i feel like us talking and chopping it up is 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 good this is dude, awesome dude thank this. you so much thank man. you man This episode was brought to you by The Machine.